Hello and welcome to the RP Geeks, where we do Dungeons and Dragons and science set Ooh. in the sci-fi world of Brexigantu. So we are four science communicators who love to play D&D and then afterwards we talk about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that have come up in the game. So let's introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Shani, I use she, her pronouns, and I am a science communicator filmmaker uh, by trade, but tonight I shall be playing Tenebris a drow sorcerer um now there are no drows or sorcerers in our world so this is a bit confusing um but you'll you'll get the uh, get the gist and tenebris uses she her pronouns as well emily bates hello i'm emily bates i too am a science communicator video producer person in real life and in the game i play infinite sky 6000 who is a terraforming druid uh, robot droid droid some droid. might say um and I think, is that everything? I think that's everything. I use she, her pronouns. And Simon. Hello, I'm Simon. Uh, I use he, him pronouns. I'm a science communicator and author. Um, <laughs> yeah! oh! ah! I wrote a book. Oh, it's why I've got a dinosaur friend. So naturally God, You can well. actually say that now. This is wild. Yeah. Is the dinosaur related to the book? Yeah, I, the, my friends had a, <laughs> like, we went to a restaurant, they gave me a balloon yeah. and a cake in the shape of the book and it was great. <laughs> Are there dinosaurs uh, uh, in the book? Mm, there's oil so Not in a certain sense no. that's science very dead dinosaur. so so i go i'll go back to my screen um so i um, am playing uriel who in uh, dnd 5e is a dwarf monk in our setting is a cybernetically enhanced human on the path to full mechanization and uh, <laughs> uriel uses uh, he they pronouns and that leaves the wonderfully double-barreled ali dm <laughs> ali dm, DM. Yeah, um, I just think in like full mechanization is such a metal thing to be like after as a concept. I mean, you know, <laughs> pun in on not intended. The uh, metal yeah, by I mean... Tenacious D is just constantly playing in Uriel's head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so so true. More Tenacious yeah. D songs. Oh, we could. Okay, something for the future. Um, We're not going to get Jack Black on the show. I'm just if that's what yet. you're thinking. Not yet. with that attitude. <laughs> I use he him pronouns, and yes, I would just say that. So this whole world, it's all D and D. It's just been reskinned to give it a scientific kind of core, which is what's so awesome about it. Roll film. Roll film. We'll see you on the other side. So, where were we? Our party of intrepid adventurers had found themselves deep in the bayou of Braxiganto. That's the song that played. Has not been heard yet. They crash landed in the bayou in a ship which was also a tooth confusingly uh they had a long and difficult conversation uh, oh dear uh, with uh, a creature of some sort which had been sent to kill them they found out and uh, they spared that creature's life and set off through the bayou searching for a way to get to gunker the main city on this planet of brexicanto uh, and as they traipsed through the swamp, they saw some strange lights off in the distance, but they disappeared before they could reach them. 
They ate some mushrooms to keep their strength up. And as the afternoon (laughs) wore on, they found themselves at a strange changing point in the composition of the swamp. Whereas before, it had been mostly large trees like oak and uh, swamp sycamore and all that kind of jazz, bulrushes, grass, clumps of land uh, and standing pools around. Now the trees had changed, started to become uh, embedded in thick alluvial silt and mud. The going had become a lot harder. There were strange root finger, wooden sort of finger-like root tendrils sticking up out of the ground. Um, and their, your guide, Infinity, who you were leading the party, felt that to go on would be difficult and maybe even treacherous. So you had decided to strike out for the nearest river. This whole area is crisscrossed and cut through with channels that divide these silty patches and these tree-covered mangrove uh, enclaves. So you wade through the mud, each footstep sucking and popping through this silty, uh, grey, silty surroundings. Infinity, you're going first, spying out where you see just the edge of a channel, a break in the trees, which you think might mean a larger watercourse. Uriel, you're in the centre of the party. As you go, your metal joints start scraping together. You realise that the water itself is doing something uh, to your mechanical uh, settings. Can you roll me a constitution mm-hmm. saving throw? No, it was just Uriel last time. Not built for this. Technically, oh no, I guess. Ooh, a con throw. That is a 21. Nice. You summon your inner reserves of strength, perhaps some of the things that you've learnt in your recent upgrade, perhaps, and you push on, confident that you can make it to wherever you're headed before anything really serious goes wrong. At the back. Tenebris, you are pushing your way through the mud, through the trail left by your two friends, and still the memory of those dancing lights weighs on your mind. You wonder if you heard that slight chortle of laughter. We will just nearby. keep looking out, just to see if we can see. Yes, I mean, I would like to see any any lights that or animals, birds, anything. That would be that would be great. Everybody, roll a perception check. Yay! <laughs> Come on, I tested all my dice for the first time in ages. It just means oh, you, good, I rolled a five. Good, good, good. You good. burned out uh, all the good rolls. I it's might have um, done. It's eleven total. It's direct 12. sunlight, isn't it? It is direct sunlight. Oh no, it wasn't even a d twenty. That was a d eight. Um, You're stuck with it now. 12. (laughs) 12, 12 and 11. The coverage of tree, uh, of leaves here and and tree matter is actually slightly thicker than it was in the swamp, which had patches of light breaking through. And everything's quite monochrome here. It's as though the 
moisture rising off the water and the mud forms a slight haze and the grayness of the mud itself is spattered different parts of the trunks of these trees and it's it's difficult to get a good sense of anything much more than 60 feet away you push on towards what you think is this channel as you approach you start to see in front of you a river through the trees maybe 40 to 50 feet away now wide really wide body of water you can't quite see to the other side yet infinity yeah Pushing forwards, your feet sinking deeper and deeper into the mud, holding onto the roots of these trees to give yourself leverage as you move. Mm. Roll me. Oh no. No, what's your passive perception? Uh, 16. Whoa. Yeah. Wisdom caster. Wisdom baby. No, you've got all those sensors, is what you mean. I mean, yes, so many senses. You can't terraform a planet if you don't know what's there. Exactly. (laughs) You have to be able to see it. As you're approaching the bank of this river, cutting through the mangrove swamp, you catch sight of something out of the corner of your eye. A little flash of red. It's maybe... 50 feet away from you. Was it moving? You turn to look. It's not moving, no. Oh. Um, Tenebris, Uriel, do you see that? Is it the modern little lights? Oh no, the red thing over there, it's... Well, it doesn't... it doesn't fit. Is it a glowing red thing or like a kind of organic red thing? Um... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> also, what where? Uh, over there. <laughs> Do, can I it's tell vague. whether it's uh, It's very a, vague. Yeah, I'm pointing. <laughs> Infinity is pointing because she has seen it. Um, <laughs> near, far, in a tree, in the water? Wherever you are. 50 it's feet about, away. It's oh, about 50 feet away towards, and it's towards the bank of the river. Um, like, like we're coming up to the, the, uh, the closest bank of the river. And it's you like are approaching the bank. Ahead of us. That is on. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah. and this red object appears to be on the bank of the river, but just a little bit oh. further down from where you currently are. Sure. Cool, okay. Um, the like... bank that you get to, it's not like a kind of thickly um, wooded uh, jungle bank. What it's more like is that the slope of these silt barriers basically drops down into the river itself. So there's almost a little space where it's just these strange um, wooden roots sticking up out of the mud uh, before you get to the river proper so maybe a couple of meters worth of just flat mud okay does it look like a person or a creature are we closer now we can we move towards yeah we're moving as you get closer and closer you realize this isn't a person it's not a living thing and as you round the side of one of the thicker mangrove trees with the hot uh, afternoon sun now beating down on your head you see that what it is is a boat a boat <laughs> deja vu 
our home game has some uh, bad times with the boat. So oh, I meant God, this, I totally one. I meant this game. Oh. I meant the fact that we went to oh, yeah. a ravine right. oh, and God, someone's just like, boats. left just... a boat. and So many boats. Okay. It was at the wrong end, though, wasn't it? The boat. If we, we ever found. do a campaign that's like nautically themed, we are <laughs> we'll so die screwed. immediately. Yeah. Or like a one-shot or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's um, it, So it's a little dinghy. Right, a little outboard boat, very small, would only take maybe one or two people in it maximum. Uh-huh. And as you approach it, you see there are two oars uh, still in the uh, oar locks um, and uh, an outboard motor on the back, oh. which is lifted up. And the whole boat is just uh, come to rest on this mud bank. And on the bank, there is a tiger, a sheep, and a chicken. <laughs> and a bag of grain. Let's <laughs> get all of them across. The I guess hidden in the boat. You. And we're not going to find the tiger in the boat until we're at sea. Wait, okay, I would like to go over to the boat, please. As you approach the boat, you break out of the tree line. And now, at last, you can see over the river itself. It's very wide. And even though the water seems to be sluggish, not, it doesn't look like it's, as though it's moving at all, you know that this far down, uh, this far down an estuary closer to the sea, uh, that the water underneath must be moving quite fast, dragging this kind of mud and uh, uh, soil all the way uh, out into the channel. And this is the direction of the, uh, what, we, what we think is the direction of the fire that we saw on the way down. Yes, like it, you want we to, have to follow the over. river, right? Or cross over the river. This is the direction that Uriel wanted to go because Uriel looked into the, when you were looking at the sky, you asked what color it was. Yes. And you saw that in this direction, the sky was in fact a slightly whiter color, which might indicate that there was salt in the water vapor around there. So that was the direction that you headed. Uh, and it seems like this channel, this river, is moving in that direction. Okay. Across the river, you see another vessel, much larger this time. Oh. This is about 20 meters away across this channel. And it. Uh, I thought you said the river. Wait, is this not the widest bit of the river? This is a this side is... channel. The boat's so th- on our side, the red boat. Oh, sorry, you said it was too wide. We couldn't meters. see the other side of the bank from where we were. Yeah. But we can now. It's not like, I thought it was like Amazon levels, hugely wide. Okay, sorry. No. Right. 20 this is a kind of, way. yeah, this is one of many of the kind of uh, estuary sort of delta channels that are split up through this whole delta, um, all of which seem to be draining out in one direction. And... On the other side of this channel, you see a larger boat. Um, it looks like a, a junker's barge. Um, so f- flat, um, not especially long, quite wide. And from this distance, you can't make up a huge amount about it. But it seems to be stationary. Does the boat on our side look like it's been there for a while? Does it look like it's been quite recently put there? Roll an investigation check. Nice. I'm going to investigate the shit out of this question. with my 12. Like yeah. Yeah. You can see that it's not marked, especially. 
So it's it's not as though there have been lots of rainstorms or as though it's gotten unduly muddy or it's covered in any sort of leaf litter or anything. It does appear to have been fairly recently brought over to this side of the channel. Can I see if there's like any foot tracks or anything of anyone going away from the river? Mm, roll either investigation or survival. Mm, survival, please, thanks. Yeah, uh, uh, 24. One of, the rare, one of the rarer instances of a skill being used exactly as it was intended in D&D <laughs> 5e. That's the actual D&D <laughs> way of using it. <laughs> uh, Infinity, you bend down towards the... Uh, and get your face level with this silty... Screens, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get muddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it looks like, what? <laughs> like half of her face is covered in silt. <laughs> They do get muddy, and it's it's a new feeling for you. You felt it on your legs. <laughs> Sorry, Emily I, hates this because Infinity this, is so pretty. <laughs> this is what I've been saying this whole time. This place is awful. Um, you do. You feel you feel uh, the slick surface of the mud uh, on your face, and and when you lift your face up, it feels slightly cooler. Um, oh. And in fact, you get a, a momentary taste. The water's brackish. It's not fresh water anymore. It's got a slight taste of salt to it. Um, I think and we're near the sea. You look along at the level. Shout of opportunity, the... very briefly. <laughs> Already, <laughs> go on. No, just, 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 it just, it was just an idea that hit me. <laughs> because if you terraform a planet, right, hmm. and you add a huge amount of water to it, the sea, the oceans wouldn't necessarily be salty, because the, they're salty because of runoff from the land, right? And you don't up... know how much the planet was terraformed. But no, no, I'm, I'm not saying As specifically about Bryce Gantt. I mean, if you but... brought a load of water and you added it to a planet, it wouldn't necessarily be salt. Wait, where's the salt come from, though? I'm pretty sure the salt uh, content in the ocean has that come minerals. from when it has been evaporated up and then, you know, rained onto land, it has brought a certain amount of minerals with it. It's, you know, because the oceans are just a lot of water all the more. Does anybody know? Because. But are you saying that that, 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 that feels quite. But that process takes time. like. It takes, yeah, like a billion so years. So when oceans first form on a planet. They will be fresh so. and like literally over the millennia. Is that, is that what happens? Hang on, amazing. Just, just presumably, it takes that's... that long to reach the the same sort of diff concentrations of minerals that are in our current yeah. seas. But it wouldn't yeah. take long for like a really easily dissolvable Maybe... mineral in high quantity to just be. In. So, according to that's Noah, harsh. rocks on land are the major source of salts dissolved in seawater. Right, um, Noah. As in the National Oceanographic. <laughs> and Thank you. Hello, Noah. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Noah. Yeah. Down the road. Yeah. That's probably a very specific acronym that I am very used to. Sorry, <laughs> I did roll off your tongue. I, I double took on that one. I was like, "Who's yeah. that?" Oh, no. But yeah, so so like, it's basically a question of how quickly do you overturn the whole contents of an ocean, considering how much is evaporated and precipitated mm. out. Mm. So mm. if the, it, it, I'm not saying that this is the case of Braxigan to you, but on a terraform planet, the oceans wouldn't actually be necessarily very different in salinity to everywhere mm. else. If you had added all the water. If you'd added all the water. Yeah. It was just a ball of rock beforehand. Unless something about the terraforming itself meant that you essentially just dissolved a lot of minerals into yeah, the Yeah, because it could itself. be that it was a much colder planet. You added a load of, say, methane to the atmosphere, melted ice caps. And then you would ooh. assume that it was a hot yeah. process, all the energy. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just, I just, that was a thought that struck me. Sorry. Interesting science. Anyway. Infinity. <laughs> you lower. Yeah, covered in mud, pal. Like. Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. it's predator time. And you're down at eye level uh, looking through these roots. The roots are now like a little tiny forest, a wooden forest of bare, sparse um, 
sort of tree yes. trunks, fingers sticking out of the, the, the mud. And what you see is divots, slight divots in the mud, Ooh. as though someone had walked through there, Ooh. but that it had been washed away somewhat but not enough to completely get rid of the mark and these footsteps lead away from the boat and in to the mangrove forest uh downstream of where you've come from oh so further along so yes, not, as, not, they haven't come from where we've just been there no as if they were going deeper into the mangrove swamps towards what you assume would be the sea Oh, which is the way we want to go. Mm. Maybe we should follow these footsteps. I don't think we should steal someone's boat. Do you? We could wait until they come back. Maybe they will give us lift in boat. Well, I, I, oh, the big for boat, once, maybe. I do actually agree with Teneb Tenebris. Um, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere here. Uh, we're just in the middle of, a, of a, a horrible swampy bit. And the more help mm. we can get, the better. They don't know who we are. We're just people who were lost. Do you just want to sit in the boat for a bit so you get... You, you know, you're less damp. That may be a consideration as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, we can wait, but they might be a long time. We don't know where they've gone. They could have gone for be gone forever. Can you see if there is anyone on the other side in uh, in the big boat that we can like wave to, like help, help? We are shipwrecked survivors. Yes, I'll look. Which is technically true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of ship. <laughs> uh, anyone who wants to roll a perception check, see what yeah. like, see what's going on. Here. I see not me. My eyes hurt. Oh. God damn, the perception's not happening today. Nine. Seven. 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 <laughs> it is difficult to make out. The sun at the moment is at a uh, sort of 45 degree angle in the sky, really beating down, reflecting off the water. Everything's very bright suddenly now that you're out from underneath them, the leaves of these trees. And all you can make out really is the shape of the boat. You can see that there's no movement on top of it. That's okay. about it. Okay. Hmm. Well. Um. <gasps> oh God, I have guidance. Why do I keep forgetting? Fuck. Um, Infinity. Yes. Can you? It like no one just leaves two boats here forever without coming back to get their boats. Could you get across and 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 see and and see if people are there? Yes, I could. I could try. Can you, can you, I don't know. I, I just think, you know, sometimes you're a leopard or a spider. Could oh, you... no. Well, I could. I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like my uh, swimming program hasn't quite reactivated yet. So I couldn't swim across if, if that's what yeah. you're asking. Unless I, well, I could turn into an animal, but it would well, be How else would you them. get across? With the boat? Oh, we just borrow the boat briefly. Borrow to, it to oh, just okay. to say hi. Just to say hi to the other boat and then yes. we bring it back. And if you two waited here, then it would be like, oh, no, we haven't taken your boat. Yeah, I feel like we don't want to antagonize the people we immediately meet. I felt like the first I, couple I of days, the first people we meet, we immediately yeah. do something yeah. wrong and piss them off. We want to make friends like, and good impressions. We've stolen a lot of ships. Of, we stole of the, one of the flying at the time they were kind of one ship because they'd merged together to. that's a good way of thinking i mean they hadn't merged when we stole the first one and then we stole the second one after it had merged so I, and then took right. away her ship so I, I don't think logically that is correct however we acquired I just a think ship that ship acquired a ship one. and by 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 logic it became a subclass of that ship yes. so i just i don't ship. think we want to be ship thieves 
You know, I don't think that's our vibe. Um, no. Vibe. <laughs> no, ships deserve more respect than that. It's, it's something that... No, no more theft. I agree. No. We are okay. upstanding citizens. Great. We'll make friends. Yes. Okay. So I shan't get in the boat and go across then. Well, no, no, but you can. But we will stay here and just... <laughs> we can borrow. borrow Is borrowing the... different if you don't give it back? No, no, we give, we give but it we back. We are going to give it back. What if something happens and then we can't give it back? Don't crash the boat on halfway. I, I don't think I've ever sailed a boat before. That is a good point. You have no expertise oh, in this God, area. Oh, it's going to happen no. again, isn't it? How does the boat... Okay, I will don't okay, worry. I will uh, analyze uh, this table. boat yes. for motor and thrust mechanism and is... see if it looks hard to drive. Right. It's, do we think the motor is working? That's a good question to begin with. a good question. We look at the motor. Okay. <laughs> we investigate. I feel can I feel like Yuri is probably the logical person to have a look at the mechanical pits of this boat. Please, off you go, Yuri. Oh, I'll give it a I look. Will, I will help. I will help. Oh, and also, roll with you on the shoulder. I really believe in you, Yuri, <laughs> and I'm going to cast guidance. Scaling so, system. Oh, you know what? That actually does really make a difference. Yes, thank uh, you. It definitely works for Yuri. Just <laughs> infinity touching him I've definitely works. I've <laughs> seen a lot of boats, so it would probably be quite helpful. Considering how like the last time this worked, I think it means that she ghosts him every time. <laughs> just goes by and be like, I can help. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Not ghosts for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. Not ghosts as in Text ignores them, him forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, as in uh, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze ghosts on the pottery wheel. <laughs> Uh, I got a. So, is this investigation? Was this? Uh, yeah. Uh, I got a 13 on my roll. And then what was the. Uh, was plus add, add a d4. Did you roll with advantage? Oh, sorry. Did you give me advantage? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll roll with. Sorry, I'll roll that again. Nope. So, it's 13 and plus oh, no. d4. That's a 1. Oh, so, God. 14. I maybe should have done this. Um... Yeah, you can't see any uh, sign <laughs> of any sort of scratches it's quite a, there's a bit of wear and tear on it it's obviously been well used um it is a little bit strange whereas uh you can see that it lifts up so you know you can keep it in the down position when the, the rotor's in the water or you can uh, angle it upwards so the rotor's out of the water and you would have thought maybe if you were coming into a silty bank of mud you would have lifted the rotor up but it seems to be down um but apart from that the thing looks so it's working. I mean, and it looks pretty simple to use as well. Okay, mm. before we be easier than a spaceship, right? Yeah, <laughs> easier I to fly so. than a bloody spaceship. You would hope, Which wouldn't you? Uh, that that spaceship was like five D chess. Like, but <laughs> but this is checkers, <laughs> surely. <laughs> we can do this. I believe in us. Okay, you say that, but you want me to go, right? I believe in you specifically. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Um, okay, cool. Wait. I just. Wait, hang on. Do, 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 I mean, is, is there anywhere? Is there anywhere around here that's like uh, out of the mud and out of the oh yeah the silty bits? Oh, yeah. um, you could try and climb a tree. Yeah. Mm. Maybe Uriel should go. Well, no. Maybe I should just I, go with Infinity. Maybe you should. I don't think go. either of. No, I don't want to leave you on your own. We'll stand here in the mud by oh, myself. So you two should stay there. I'm sorry, Uriel. You just. But, uh, a few I minutes. just want to get the. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. We're going to go climb that tree. Craft him another buttercup. Here you go. <laughs> Maybe you. if we make multiple trips back and forth, we can get us all across without us eating each other. Oh yes, like the farmer. <laughs> we do that one trick <laughs> where we, on the way so, back, yes. one of us so, comes back. Yes, you didn't think of that yet. Tenebris and Uriel can't be left alone together because they'll catch it. Yeah. So there's a problem. We need someone to take us back and forth. Anyway. Oh, what's it called when like old timey people had a person crash the date deliberately? Um, oh, what? 
Oh, old timey people. Like an anti wingman. Oh, like yeah. a um, um a companier. Like a yeah. chaperone. Oh, a chaperone. chaperone. Exactly. <laughs> I like how you did that as Tenebris. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is very familiar. Never okay. break character. Um, right. Yes. Okay. Well. Um. I'll. I'll give it a go then. Oh, seems so dangerous. I will get into the boat and try and start the boat up. Uh, and so there are oars on the boat as well. Um, Great. But you're you're using the motor. I'm not strong. No. So no, we're not going to be using that today. Okay. Uh, well, then just roll a straight um, dexterity check. <clears throat> oh. Just Dex. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, it wasn't bad. 15. You can hear the propeller beating itself against the, the mud at the bottom of the boat, uh, and the boat just slightly uh, sort of inches its way forward in the mud. Okay. Forward enough to go? All right, you're in it as well. Yeah. So yeah, you get yeah, in yeah. it, you turn it round without issue, and look, they are nailing the boat driving. This is great. This is so and this, who is in the boat? Justin. You're in his climbed a tree. This You're is... doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, as I, as I guess I start sailing away. What's I meant to say to them? <laughs> Please, can we have a lift somewhere? Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, where are we? That would be kind of Good. useful to know. I like that too. Yes. Do they have any jobs available? I'm not going to ask that immediately, Snebris. We believe in you. Thank you. <laughs> this is awkwardly slow, isn't it? it? It is. It's like when you say goodbye to someone. I don't know. It's gone like five robot. feet in this whole time. <laughs> Angling yourself into the current. I missed you now <laughs> realize is quite strong. Um, you make your way towards this uh, boat. As you get closer, you start to see more detail on it. You can see that this boat is quite well maintained, but it's old. Clearly, it's been around a long time, but it's received a lot of love. It's in clear working condition, but you still see no sign of life. You see three brass-rimmed portholes, circular portholes on the side, come closer and closer, and as you approach the side of the boat with a boom, as you rustle up against it, it's made of steel, uh, galvanized steel, and you can bring your face level with one of these portholes and look inside. Roll me a perception check. Oh God, oh if God. there's anyone in there, they just see Robot Infinity. I'm worried about <laughs> Ali Jennings pulling a classic Ali Jennings here. I know. I rolled very well. Did you say perception? Stab through mm. the portal. 25. <laughs> Smash! <laughs> Pulls you through the portal. <laughs> Welcome and aboard! Bang, bang, bang! <laughs> 25. 25. You can see the paws, the individual paws on the man who stabs you. <laughs> As the knife comes ah. towards your face. <laughs> You notice the maker's mark on it. <laughs> you look through the scuffed glass of this porthole, ever so slightly greyed, and inside it's much darker, so it's difficult to see in the very bright light of outside, but you do just about make out the shape of what's in there. You can see simple furnishings, uh, a wooden, mostly wooden inside, with some uh, softer parts, some softer cushions where there's a seating area. You see uh, uh, a varnished wooden table 
um, in the middle, set up, and with uh, what looks like pieces of paper laid out on the table. You see a stool next to it, um, and you see a mug of some kind of liquid uh, sat next to these bits of paper. No one drinking that much. I hope this isn't the Mary Celeste. Jeez. Yeah. You don't see anyone there. Look left, you look right. Sorry. And now at this point, you can see what the dimensions of the ship are. It's not much more than 20 feet long. Uh, It has what looks like a a bow cabin, which is shut off from the main area. But other other than that, it's all one uh, area in the... Uh, one main area apart from this bow cabin which you can't see into uh okay you the other thing that catches your eye is that everywhere else there's all sorts of bits of junk it looks like like gubbins and salvage and bits of metal and old pieces of machinery and little objects and you can even see on the table uh a little vial of some sort of liquid, maybe, uh, that seems to be on the table next to these pieces of paper. Uh, Emily thinks whole... she knows. <laughs> I don't Simon's oh, face, man. <sighs> this Hell whole yeah. place is filled with these different things that appear to have been collected. Okay. But there's no one in it. Not that you can see, no. Okay. Well, no one there. I'll try and turn the boat around and go back. It's like, look around the side. What if they're hiding? Oh, okay. oh yeah, no, 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 I'll go, I'll go around look a bit. I'll thoroughly. A bit. I have looked quite thoroughly. I got to 20 You just look inside. <laughs> like, what if they're just hiding behind the boat or behind a okay. tree? I, a will, I will go to the other shore. We just go the to the other shore and get up. My theory is that. Oh, bottles, that's true. I would, I would shout. Shall that bottle off. is a humidifier and they accidentally put, like, invisibility potion in it. That's weird. <laughs> so you've ended up on the far shore, Infinity. You've ended up on the far shore, and now you're yes. calling inside. Uh, I'm not calling yet. I'm just walk around the side, the shore, to see the other side of the boat. So this part of the shore, the boat's uh, moored up. Um, mm-hmm. So you can now see that there are ropes attaching the bow and the stern to mangrove trees as well. And the boat's actually just rocking ever so slightly um, against the mud. It's not uh, jammed onto the mud bank itself. So it looks as though you know it could leave or come and go whenever it pleased um okay. and it's been moored here i'll um i'll i'll can i get on it yeah yeah i'll get on the boat hello um, i'm infinite sky 6000 can we hear this from where tenebris and i are uh yeah yeah you can uh but it it sounds a little far away a little reedy um compared to her normal rich dulcet tones beautifully created with the audio software that you assume she's downloaded from a record Ooh, why, thank you so much <laughs> It's like liquid honey. <laughs> honey is often liquid, but it's like the liquid form of honey. And <laughs> uh, is yes. honey? Uh, no, no, that's not. Quite <laughs> <laughs> solid if you leave it. Actually, that's but true. is it actually? But is it like me. a super cooled liquid or something where it's actually yeah. still got a viscosity to it? Ooh. I don't know if it is technically. What solid. even if it's solid? Not hard. But does it when it becomes a wax? Is it a crystal? We just dry it but out, I think it is it? a crystal, yeah. right? No, Honey crystallizes. Crystal. But then glass is a crystal. It's, it's sugar, right? It's technically a solid. It's sugar, so is it's just crystallizing. Crystal? Is sugar a liquid? No. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I think we can safely say sugar isn't a liquid. <laughs> unless it's liquid sugar. <laughs> 
If you melt sugar enough, it becomes a liquid. Oh God. Okay. D and D brief on honey, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'll go on the ship. Um, Hello. You climb aboard the ship, and I'm gonna. What would you like to do with the dinghy? You're just gonna let it float away? No, no, no. I would like to very much. Uh, lift up the engine out of the water and like push it onto the bank so it's nice i'm not going anywhere i'm not leaving that until i am sure it's staying <laughs> without issue you secure the dinghy and make your way onto the boat okay. you listen this is how i die you don't hear anything it just the sounds of the swamp the singing of the insects the cicadas and the beating of the Afternoon sun on your metal forehead. Bing, bing. <laughs> That's a very evocative <laughs> sentence. I really like that. On your metal forehead. You hear nothing? Looking down into the gangway, what you see in front of you is a tiller. So you're standing on the, the aft deck. There's a tiller. The hunt. There's uh. a very simple controls uh, so a throttle not much else bloody mongols and honic not mongol oh bollocks you're right shit of course it is. idiot me and then the gangway leading down into the boat itself where it is darker down there um but yeah, you should go you've seen a lot of what's in there already for sure yeah. Infinity. Yeah, yes well, is, is there anybody there not that i can see but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check hey are you sure it's a good idea on your own? Because the whole reason we're over here is because we didn't want to spook people. So if there's no one there, maybe we could come join you. How are you going to do that? Well, you could come back over in the boat and and then we could come with you. That then, seems like a lot of work. I'm just going to check if it's interesting and then I'll come back to you. Please come back to us. Oh, I'll try. <laughs> and I go down. <laughs> you enter into... God the inside of this boat it's homely in here warm well laid out um it, what are you looking for if anything just looking really just anything interesting might have a read of some papers might pick up some vials of stuff and just sort of have a look around just poke around a bit roll an investigation check she hasn't got sort of an objective to find anything but she's Natural 20. Oh. <gasps> I, I told you, I hadn't practiced my dice. And I, I, what would I do? I tested them. Natural 20, it's the same one. What do you mean? Such good dice. Plus four, <laughs> if it helps. You concentrate. Give me everything. You scan. And... You first, your first thought is to go over to the desk to see if you can work out what's been going on here. You scan the papers and what you see are their charts, shipping charts. Um, <clears throat> and what they appear to be of is uh, a cove, so a, a very large sort of bay. Uh, and this is one particular area of it. You can see that at the back, uh, sorry, on the, the northern, northern part of the chart, is an area marked shifting mangroves, which has uh, shifting mangroves. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> carry on. Which has islands um, traced out on it, and then each island is dated. Okay. 
Oh. Do I get the scent? It, I don't know the date, do I? I've never worked what's out the really? date. But what is the date? On the, <gasps> what now, does the date what's say? The, oh, no, what we know that date? one. No, we know that one. Oh, no, yeah, oh okay, so no, do, do, I do know, I know the year, it's, don't I? Yeah, it's something, something but it's not you, no good to me. Okay, fine. Yeah, 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 fine. Oh, so excited for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but you do see that the dates go back a few months and different sure. islands are dated with different ones of those. And you how, see- How much space is in between each of the dates? Is it like, are they working through like one a day or is it like, a few days or weeks on each of the different islands. It seems like, uh, so looking at the scale, these islands are less than, some of them are up to a mile wide, but most of them are are much smaller. Uh, And it looks like they come in clumps. So uh, there'll be a a single date for a few of them in the same area. And then a couple of days later, there'll be a a different date for some other ones. And maybe one of the the largest ones will have just one date on them. And you see contour lines, but the contour lines are depth. And you're seeing south of these uh, mangrove, the moving mangrove islands, um, shifting mangroves, you see contours uh, staying relatively the same depth. So not a huge amount of drop off. Then you see um, what looks like a, a shelf marked shelf reef, fringing reef. Fringing reef which is a couple of miles out, then a sharp drop. And then as the water gets deeper and deeper, you start to see X's marked (laughs) on the ocean floor. We're going to be pirates. pirates. (laughs) These X's don't just occur there. These are the first ones that catch your eye because they're the largest, but you also see much smaller ones dotted all the way up into the shifting mangroves and Mm -hmm. some of them have little question marks on them some of them are much fainter so so just to be clear are these x's in the in the shallow area or in the deeper area so the larger x's the the more uh the ones that are are more made with more confidence are in the deeper area and in the shallower area you're seeing these smaller ones some of the x's are in, in just scribbled out um Cool, 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 cool. Uh, can I, I just want to like take in that information without taking the paper. I don't know if you'll let me uh, infinity have a way of like mm. chink, chink, with a like little photographic memory. I have no ability in 5e that would technically give me that. No, but well, oh, if you're talking about the Apart from exact, the fact she's smart. I mean, if you're talking about the exact location of the yeah. X's, no, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm being cheeky. Okay, fine. <laughs> but you could absolutely, you know, take the piece of paper if you wished. Uh, right, she's not stealing. Uh, so you continue to look around. <laughs> you see some handwritten notes in the corner. Again, with dates. Again, uh, as you get well towards the south of this, one of these charts, right? Right into the quite deep water. You see a little handwritten sign uh, that says Scylla question mark underlined double underlined Scylla like Scylla black or (laughs) S-I-L-A or S-C-Y-double-L-A cool S-C-double-Y-S-C-Y-double-L-A and that was in the shallows no, that's no, deep. Way so south. So south. Way Even into the sea, yeah. As you go south, oh, you're going the into paper. the into the bay. I'll look around a bit more. I would now like to try and find anything with references to Scylla. 
So there is a, there's a lot here. Uh, and as you kind of uh, work your way through these little objects, these bric-a-brac, some of it looks pretty... Uh, it doesn't look as though it has much worth. Uh, it looks like this, whoever's here has been taking bits and bobs and basically whatever they can find and in the hope that maybe they'll lead to something you, you think in some of them these are in hope rather than expectation but you do find two things which catch your eye um the first is this vial of liquid it's a cloudy green and the vial is uh, has a clip top, so it's clipped shut at the moment. Um, and you can see in there, there is a bubble floating, but it's not like a bubble um, of of water. So it's not like a, a the meniscus between uh, air and water. It looks like it's a membrane. <gasps> so a little membranous bubble just floating Ooh. up and down in that Ooh. liquid. The other thing you see here in this part of uh, the cabin is a little bag. Uh, and it, to all intents and purposes, it, it looks pretty normal, right? Um, and it's just hung up on a, a hook by the door. But what you notice is that when you look inside, there's no light reflecting back at you. Ah, oh, Emily's D&D brain is going insane. We have oh. a very firm stance on theft. As we do. You're looking, we do. We're all now regretting. Massively you, regretting that conversation. Uh, <laughs> you also see... I have a plan. ...that the mug of liquid... So as you're, you're feeling around, you touch this mug and it's still warm. It's not hot. So it's tea, right? It looks like tea. Uh, it's not hot, but it is still a little bit warm, warmer than oh. the surrounding air temperature. When I realised that, I'm... hello, is is anyone here? I just want to talk. Roll a <laughs> intelligence. Saving throw. Saving oh, throw? Oh, I've got really good. I've got really good intelligence saving throw. Don't say that. Oh no, why did I say that? Um question. Is it Hi. anything to do with being charmed or put being put to sleep? Intelligence. No. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't roll that well, guys. I didn't roll that well. Oh, no. Why would you say it? Why? I, I was feeling confident. Um 12. something inhaled up into your nose you it's just the slightest i don't have a nose <laughs> touche it's not gonna save you <laughs> it's totally not gonna save me it's not gonna make a difference it's I think just have a nose as well. the slightest hint of dust it feels like and then you feel like a little bit lightheaded for a second little bit woozy and then it passes and you're left alone and you hear nothing you see nothing hey okay 
Okay. Uh, um, and just to be clear, you you know, yeah, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah, you, that's you, fine. All you yeah. get is just a little little piece yeah, of dust. Yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, that was strange. Um, right, so now we're not allowed to steal anything, <laughs> but I was allowed but... to borrow the ship. So maybe if I borrowed these things and took them to the other two, they could tell me what they were, because maybe they're like a, a human thing that I don't know about, and they can they could teach me. And that that sounds like a good plan. Okay, I'm going to oh. take the bag, wow, <laughs> and the vial, and the map, and like just glorious justification. <laughs> I love it. Yay, infinity. Okay, <laughs> and As... I'm total out. <laughs> can can Luke, please? Can uh. Can we cut back to me and Uriel for a bit before? We're in yeah, separate so... trees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a tree. <laughs> I'm at the bottom of Uriel's tree. Oh. Uh, Uriel! Uh, yeah? Hey, so this Martin's Bane sounds like it must be a pretty good place, huh? Um, I mean, it's kind of all I've known up until I came here, so, um... Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty great. I mean, the, the, kind of the, the the reason I'm here is because I wanted to leave, but uh, you know, I've uh, wanted to go back eventually. So you know, I'm quite quite happy about the idea of going back. You, you'd... So t- tell me about it. What's it like? Is it underground? Oh, it's fantastic. Well, there is no basically. There, well, there is a ground, but it's more of a kind of um, sort of centrifugally activated kind of gravity you know situation so so you know it's like a, it's like a ring you know the whole the whole shipping yard is like a gigantic ring and then we are on the outside where, where the gravity sort of you know kind of like Do 1g standard grow nice crops there um no well you know the, the thing about martin's bands it's basically solely geared to the production the manufacture of void ships so you know anything that's not to do with that can be brought in so you know we get the um we get your nutrient pastes um oh. we get the other kind of nutrient pastes um you know all the things you need to live basically uh we recycle all the water so you know of course there's some that goes into the ships and then we get some tankers coming you know the logistics of a shipping yard in space is actually really interesting um but uh yeah that's it, it, the whole thing about it i'm not sure it's necessarily your speed uh it's you know it's it's very um you know. used to it you know i'm very flexible and um i have a lot of transferable skills yeah yes uh, i've seen you, you know you, you, you've been uh in, in terms of getting us this far you have been um extremely viable um and and your outputs have been you know have, have been very very valued so um like which uh, you know, you, when we when we were getting onto the um onto the onto the shuttlecraft, you did something with the the captain, your friends. You know, you you the cloud. Um, you you taught them. Well, yeah, but we aren't going to do that anymore. So, well, I mean, we don't do that. Like mostly, we don't do that kind of thing at all because we're just like really nice and chill. Well, you know, we're, we're nice and chill up until the point where the mission parameters dictate that we're not anymore. But, you know, for the most part, I kind of get on board with this. <laughs> but, like, Martin's Bane, what I mean is, like, I could do lots of useful things. Not, like, but nice, chill things, right? Like, I could... Oh, uh, could I... Um, I could serve the, the, the nutrient paste in, in the cafe? 
Yeah, I'm sure that is something you could do very well, seeing your skill set. Um, you know, I know the people at the canteen, so I'm sure I could put in a good word for you. Um, it's not, it's, it's, uh, because I normally take my meals with the other brothers, and you know, it's a bit, I, 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 I come, I, it's more of a treat to go to the canteen. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I can. That sounds can... pretty cool if you know if it's like a special canteen treat that you are like in with all the. Okay, that sounds great. I could also be a very good personal assistant as long as it is for a nice person. Okay. Um, well, uh, I, I'm sure that the the, the manufacturers would would love to hear from you. Um, it's a, it's. Let's just talk about this when we get there. Okay. This is great. I just feel like I have lots of options, and I'm just feeling really good about this. Martin, who's Martin? You know what? I've never thought to ask. It's just it's just a name. Um, it could be called Manufacturing Center Alpha for all I know. Uh, in fact, that would probably be a more logical name because it's sort of the, in terms of output, it is the highest ranked in the sector. So it would make <gasps> more sense. ranked in sector. This but then I suppose exciting. if it was a dynamic name that they'd probably change it because as soon as you were the second highest ranked, you'd be called Manufacturing. As this is happening, <laughs> we cut back. <laughs> sure, I don't know where we were going to go. To inside uh... this, this boat, <laughs> uh, infinity you're holding in one hand the bag in another hand is it the, uh, the vial of liquid yeah vial and i got the paper under my arm and you got the paper on your arm Sorry, and... that makes it sound like you got a newspaper yeah i've done the world all this oh, morning actually, can i sling is the bag like a, a long shoulder strap uh it is i'll just sling it over my shoulder it is uh yeah, great I'll yeah so you walk up into the sunlight as the uh, sun hits the back of your head make a wisdom saving throw no no okay different dice, you're different good at dice, that. different dice you've got loads of well should i not say that? no we don't. i wasn't doing it so we why? don't attempt the fates it's all right shamani you bastard 11. shamani i can't <laughs> as you step out into oh, the light no. goodbye cruel world <laughs> Again, you get that strange sort of dusty feeling in your nostrils. And this time it's a, it's a little bit stronger, just a touch. And you kind of feel like you want to sneeze. This is not something oh. that you have done before. I've never sneezed before. What? And you... <laughs> and... You shrink. <gasps> what? You feel sense. the metal I, components of your body. Frankie sneeze. Uh, uh, pull together. You um, feel tiny little um, grains of what feel like dust and sand separating little parts of your body, pulling them off side, keeping your intelligence, and then separating off little bits of that, and then again and again until finally it shapes you into a frog what i'm sorry what just happened frog, have... so, look someone is gonna have to kiss her by the end of this episode oh tiny <laughs> metallic frog i volunteer um, um but do i look is it is it like infinity frog with like stars still uh yes how it is oh, have you seen, you've cute. seen a frog before haven't you i have seen a frog but this isn't do they know what it, they are so yeah i was gonna say what is infinity it, so. think uh, Happening. Infinity, you think whatever a frog would think. 
Right. Do oh, I have the inter- no. Oh, let me get frogs. You have this is, I'm assuming this is the polymorph spell. spell oh, no. This is the polymorph spell. I'll get the frog stats up. Which we will explain Regular later. frog or giant frog? Uh, just a normal frog. Oh, great. Good, good. Froggers, frog. They can swim, though. So here we go. <laughs> okay. You have, but it's a... also very dense, presumably, because it just oh, like. Oh no! It's no, because I just am a frog now. So you have a very uh, high-level sense of oh my God, what got who you are. You think that you are infinity, and oh. you're pretty sure you've got friends, but you don't know what an infinity is, <laughs> and you don't know. <laughs> Frogs have you minus you five intelligence. Minus five. Minus they're they're a one intelligence. That's their not their not their modifier. Oh. Their stat is a one intelligence, which Amazing. is minus five. Plus one on Dex though. I love yeah. it. This is great. Um, cool, great. I'll we'll hop around the deck again. <laughs> oh uh, my god! Did did I get onto the deck? Is there a chance? Uriel and Tenebris might have seen me and then seen me disappear. Uh, or is you, that silly you got, to... you got your I head that. above deck, right? You, the sun was hitting your face. So they could have seen I don't know you. that, though. Okay, cool. I'm just going to have a little hop around on the deck. Let's Find some have... flies. Maybe yeah. eat them. Let's cut back for a second Ooh. to Tenebris and Uriel. Sorry, can I just right. very briefly interject with... Um, I did. I, I I said Frogus Frogus because I didn't know what the Latin name of a common frog is. Is it Frogus yeah. Frogus? It's yeah. Rana Tempor uh, Temporaria. <gasps> that's that's it's... a D D character name. But, yeah. And tempor- <laughs> Temporaria seemingly because of the temporary nature of the frog. Now, not because of not... the metamorphosis. Oh, cute. Is I believe like... so. Um, Rana. Really? That's definitely now, not to name. tempt fate, but you know, if, if I die because I'm a frog, I might name that my next D and D, my next character, <laughs> might call them Rana Temporary. <laughs> oh, or possibly because they they live in temporary ponds. So there's some there's an aspect of its life cycle uh... that is like periodic, and so oh, it's there are tab- there there are there are frog spawn, then there are tadpole. Yeah, and they're a frog, so they they're temporary stages. I guess. It would make sense to me. Maybe. Whereas, because I said frog is frog is because um, the common toad hmm. is bufo bufo. Yeah, bufo bufo, which is an example of it's an example of a tautonym, which is a Latin name where both parts are the same. So, like the common Aww. rat is ratus ratus. Okay, that's amazing. That's etymology corner. Let's keep talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Always open etymology corner. <laughs> A 24-hour manning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so as uh, Infinity, you're suddenly uh, just driven by a desire to just have a a couple of flies while you're here. Why not? I'm I'm, I'm going to. You've not eaten for a while. True. Um, We cut back to Uriel and Tenebris, engaged in deep conversation. Maybe one of you would like to roll a perception check, but with disadvantage, given how important and meaningful this conversation is for you uh, uh tenebris do you want to do it sorry i'm just i another example of a taught the, the true thrush's latin name is turdus turdus oh <laughs> no turdus turdus that's so pretty oh so not only not only are they called thrush but also their latin name is turdus turdus <laughs> poor birds Oh, Petition wow. to rename them entirely. <laughs> turdus, turdus, turdus. <laughs> Not to add an extra turd. <laughs> Ali GM. 
Um, I've got disadvantage on this roll already, plus extra disadvantage. No, it just cancels out. It's just a single Great. disadvantage. Good. Excellent. Thank God. That's what I like to hear. It actually, it goes back round, so you actually get advantage. This is actually really helpful. I, I just rolled really nice numbers. So I just got an 18 through the glare of the freaking sun. Yes! At a tiny distant sh yeah, uh, sh ship. Infinity. Uh, so that's 18 total. Right. 18 total, yeah. Great. Um, yeah. As you're engaged in this quite deep and meaningful conversation about your future uh, on Uriel's home, first you see a glint of sunlight, um, which is quite painful to you, off the metal of uh, Uriel's antenna. Uh, not Uriel's, of Uriel's. Um, Infinity's antenna. As she's coming up outside of the ship, and then it's gone. It blinks out of existence. You look over, and there's no one there. I don't know if I'd want to live on like the secondary manufacturing center of. Oh no, you've got to have some kind of pri what? Did Did you? S I think uh, I think Infinity was coming back, but now I can't see her. Yeah, where's she gone? Infinity, are you coming back now? Infinity. Infinity. Okay, I can't help but notice that we are on this side of the river and. We don't have the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, let's just give it a few more minutes. Like, maybe she just went back downstairs. I thought I saw her coming up, but maybe she went down again. Yeah, I thought I saw her for just like a second. No, she's not coming, is she? Infinity, can seen, you just... I've just seen something. Um, Ridiculous frog DM. ability. <laughs> Their high jump is five foot. <laughs> Just five Can I just... In the air. I'm gonna see that. I, I just want to. You said that I might have friends, and yeah. if, if there's still a hint of infinity in there, she would probably not really. Well, she would care about her friends, but if there's a hint, what I can imagine her first thought would be, oh, "I'm a frog. Oh wow, let's see how high I can jump." Because <laughs> I know I know frogs actually, can yeah. jump really high. So can I just do a little like wee <laughs> up on the ship, not like into the water or anything, just standing jump up and down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine Have that... Have fun as a frog, really. It, on the, the deck of the ship, which is very hot in the sun, so your little frog feet are, are a bit uncomfortable, oh, no. in fact. Mm. But you... Boop, <laughs> Just keep doing it. Just up Do and down. It. Having a great time. Grab a fly, do another jump. <laughs> Do we notice it? <laughs> um, <laughs> it is too far away to see a very small frog <laughs> jumping up and down. But you do see that Infinity is not there and, and she's not answering any of your calls. Right, how wide is this river? 20 meters. <laughs> oh, God. How high is the tree that I'm in? Uh, you are nine feet above the ground in uh, the largest uh, of these branches. So the way that these trees uh, are grow is they have one main trunk and then uh, there's no side trunks until they get to the sort of leaf canopy at the top uh, where it all spreads out as one sort of layer and that's where you are crunched up in that bit right okay 20 meters <sighs> right okay um you how pliable is the tree can i snap off a branch uh, yeah, roll a strength check. Yep. 
What's my Oh, nat 20. Holy shit. I could rip the fucking tree out of the ground. <laughs> well, you just nut the tree into submission. What exactly are you doing? Bring to get me off my at? robot back! <laughs> I, um, I wanna. So, Uriel wants to fashion some form of javelin and tie his belt to to one end of it. The belt? Uh, you How can long's your abs- belt? 50 feet, did we say? Yeah, we've 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 used it to abseil down into like the. Yeah, we have. It's really long. It's long. It's really long, but 20 meters long. Yeah, Yeah, 20 meters is what 60, 70 feet. 65 feet. Uh, We'll say that you could reach it, given that the the boat itself is actually a little bit further out from the shore. Yeah. Uh, And you could even wade into the water a little bit if you wanted. Good DM, kind DM. Yeah. So you, with that. Nat 20, I think it's definitely plausible for you to not only snap off this branch in this rudimentary javelin shape, but also in a fit of rage to tie your rope to it and hurl it all in one smooth motion. Um, what are you What are you trying to do? I wanted to tie the other end to the tree and then use it as like a line to secure myself. If I can get it and like hit the boat with it so I can whatever you call it, jaguar crawl across. Or, if it's in the water, just have something to hold on to. Oh, God. 20 metres. So, what's the Olympic record for javelin throwing? Like, 80. Yeah, that really far. Way. Like, yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. You can I can throw a javelin 20 metres, I'm pretty sure. Oh, big up. Oh, mm-hmm. big sports day Yes! yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you uh, tear this, this uh, javelin shaped piece of trunk off nearly uh, 100 meters just as wow 98. i, think, I seem to remember that the the record for the women's javelin is actually longer than for the men's javelin or it was at one point it doesn't say that here yeah, the men's was one was set in 1996 though which is insane the women's you one. tie men's. your rope around the end of this javelin trunk uh javelin branch uh tense yourself mid uh alluvial flat and with a smooth, fluid, powerful motion, launch this branch through the air with the rope trailing out behind, whipping in the air. And it flies over the top of uh, the ship on the other side of the river. Spears a frog. falls to the ground. <laughs> oh, no! And the rope is now... It's another frog, that's fine. ...trailing from the top oh, of be good. I just put the boat all the way uh, to the other bank where you currently are. Ribbit. And everyone's just like staring in complete amazement, like what the heck? Right. Um I wow. know it's not much, but I we gotta get over somehow. Ah, you, you first. Okay, yep. I think I could, could I can hear some <laughs> You definitely can't. <laughs> this is for the people at home. So you, uh, you're sort of commander crawling along this rope, right? With it. Yeah, like... yeah. Oh my god. The rope is not taut. So as soon as you start going, yeah, you're being held against the current, but you are just going deeper and deeper into the water. Oh so, no! But you, you can keep moving along it, keep your head above water, but you're in the water as you um, monkey climb along this rope. Yeah, okay. That's about as good as we can think we can hope for. You move across the water uh, in a completely unstealthy way, splashing around, moving this way and that way as a rope. 
and make an athletics check. Ooh, that's pretty Come good. Come on, monkey boy. Um, Not monkey as in the animal. I meant monk as in monk. But... <laughs> <laughs> monkey boy. But actually, if you were a monkey, that would be quite <laughs> That would be so much more uh, helpful. 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 18. Uh, you pulling your way uh, through the, the water and the water is very full of um, these particulates. It's very difficult to see what's in there. It's like a kind of brown soup around you. And uh, with the current rushing past you, in the centre of the stream, you feel like something maybe brushes past you, but you can't tell. It could have been a little leaf. It could have been something else. You keep going and you make it to the other side. You're stood there uh, sinking still into this mud uh, next to the boat. You're still waist deep in water uh, and you're holding on to one side of the boat. Okay. Um, first instinct is to get up out of the water. Can I? Is there a way to climb up the side mm. of the, the side of the boat? Yeah, we'll, we'll use the same athletics check. You pull yourself up on board. Now you're standing on the deck, and you're standing on the other side. So if in, if you saw Infinity go down into the cabin at the stern end, you're now sort of on the bow end, but it's not far away. It's about twenty feet. Uh, Infinity, can can you hear me? Roll <laughs> a perception check. Oh, this is going to be so farcical if I don't know to shoot. Well. Oh, a frog! Uh, <laughs> a frog! <hang> smack! <laughs> don't oh, kill the frog! Actually, you know, it'd be really good if you did. Oh, yeah, it, it is bright out here. You know, oh. you're hearing a lot of noise. You hear frogs calling. Ribbit, you hear ribbit, 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 <laughs> Uriel, frogs Uriel, calling. Uriel, Uriel. <laughs> Keep of birds. You know, there's a lot going on. But you don't I, I, hear I don't Infinity's voice. I recognize my friend at all. Mm, you... I, I've got frog intelligence, right? So probably just, ah, scary thing. I'll go hide. You're not scared of them. Okay. But you don't really know who they are. But you do see them. Oh, yeah. Person. Interesting. We <laughs> Oing. Oing. <laughs> having a great time. I'm having a lovely day. Might go for a swim in a minute. <laughs> I mean, it's quite hot. You should probably yeah. jump in. Know, Bruce, do, 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 do you want to come over? Oing. Not really. <laughs> okay, right. Um, if anything happens to me... Uh, where's where is the, where is oh, the, no. the, the, the like rope? speared into it like past the it's fl it's gone all the way over the top of the boat you really lugged it um and it sort of lodged into the alluvial flat on the other side and then as you've been working your way over you've pulled it up against the side of the boat so it's sort of wedged against the side now can i take the the speary bit up untie the rope from it and then tie the rope to the ship uh, yeah yeah absolutely without it, without issue if you <laughs> if you can't find infinity Maybe you can just come pick me up in the boat. Well, yeah, but if anything happens to me, you can get over if you tie the rope to the tree. And you don't have to go through the water. Uh, okay. Okay, I'll stay here. Right, you, you stay there. I'm going to go looking for Infinity. God. Don't worry. This plan is the party. Let's make the party more. Just keep splitting the party. I'm going to go looking for Infinity. I'm going to go... I, I mean, I probably would look below decks. That's that's the thing. You're it's a lovely well. time jumping around. It's a well-known fact. If someone is lost, you should send like one person out looking for them and then another and one person out looking yeah. for that person. Yeah, that's how it works. Know, that's what we... When there's three of you, I feel like that is 
if one person is in a safe what seems to be a safe place you do leave one person in a safe place and I don't know maybe you don't maybe you will go maybe that makes more more sense (gasps) you walk to the stern of the boat there the first thing that catches your eye is a little tiny frog (laughs) bouncing up and down in the middle of the deck you look down into the cabin and you see darkness you could just about make out the shapes of uh, the furniture on the inner side you see a table maybe just the hint of uh, uh, one or two pieces of paper on it and then make an intelligent saving throw yeah! <laughs> we're all gonna be frogs <laughs> We're all going to live out our best lives I'm as not, frogs. because there's no way I'm making it across that current and that yeah, exactly. alive. So the Nebris dies in the water. We all need to be frogs. In saving throw, yeah? Saving throw. Oh, Ten. <laughs> as you're looking into the cabin, you're trying to work out if you can see infinity. And then... You breathe something in. You don't know what it is. It feels maybe like it could be uh, just a little piece of dust. Maybe it's a spore or something out here and all this nature. You wouldn't be able to work it out. <coughs> but it makes you start <coughs> coughing a little bit. <coughs> you double over and then you lift back up and you look back down into the cabin and you see the door at the far end start to open. With normal speed. And then out from the door, you see, and because you're looking down into the cabin, um, all, you, all you can see is the bottom half of the door, right? Because the top half is blocked off by the entranceway that you're looking down in. What you see is a pair of hooves coming out. Two little hooves with furry legs on either side. And they're walking two-legged like a human and as the hooves walk out of this door you start to see more and more you see they're completely naked and not only that but they're very well endowed and <laughs> that was gonna be my question <laughs> i was In thinking fact, it and then you just said it <laughs> it's almost it's difficult to look away from it's so in your face and then as they come closer and closer you see the little portly pot belly of an older gentleman uh they have a, a, a bald head with just a little uh, sort of white uh, hair around the edge of it almost like a kind of a friendly music teacher but again with this <laughs> huge pendulous uh, <laughs> uh private parts just dangling and they're just walking towards you and you see little tiny curly horns just protruding out of the top of his head and they walk towards you and walk towards you and they raise a little hand and they say hello hello there Yuriel, me boy won't you come greet me and they come far closer and closer and as oh. they're coming closer it starts you start to feel a little strange it's as though it you can't look away from this strange phallic creature and the motions and the jiggles are giving you a strange sense inside you don't feel well uh, uh wait whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Uh, i was just gonna look at my friend um sorry is this uh is this i'm uh, sorry it's really hard to not look at that um 
Don't you worry about it, Jeriel, my boy. Don't you worry about it. I tell you what we do. You come in here, we have a nice cup of tea, and we all talk about it, yes? And just stop moving your hips from side to side. And it feels like he's starting to fill your field of vision. That it doesn't... In a way, it feels sort of unreal. But as he's coming closer and closer, it's just this these swaying nads and penis <laughs> and you just can't you you can't get it out of your field of view you try to look away and you just you can't do it um wait uh, uh, hello, I, I feel like this is very very um this is a lot all at once uh hello H- how do you know my name and now you start to feel afraid of it this thing doesn't feel quite real. As it starts to come up the gangway, it's getting larger and larger, and you're just seeing this swaying, swaying thing in your face. Um, what? Hang on, wait, don't, 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 don't come any closer. We're going to cut back for a second. <sighs> Tenebris. Yes. You've been watching this, I assume. Well, so you, I, what I can see is Uriel at the top of the steps. You can see Uriel on the the stern deck. Yeah, looking downwards and saying things, talking. Oh, and talking. Oh no. Oh, he found the affinity. Great. Hmm. But you also see now Uriel on the back foot, taking a, a little step back and and roll a perception check. Oh no. Something that Uriel does not need to do. No. Let's see, it's too bright here. That was a seven. But you you don't see much more than that. You just hear this sort of indistinct uh, speaking and you see that Uriel has taken a couple of spe- steps back and that's it. Can I, sh- can I shout across? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uriel, did you find them? No, but I found this thing with a huge penis. So I'm dealing with a lot over here. Uh, uh, hey, wait, stay back. You stay back. It's coming closer and closer. <laughs> a sort of avuncular. And now the the size of this figure has grown. Now it's it's taller than you almost, but just enough to keep you on a level with this swaying junk. And it's getting closer and closer to your face. It can only be a meter away now. Don't you worry about it, Jerry and me boy. Don't, if you come any closer, I'm going to have to stay back. I don't want any trouble. And it comes closer and closer. I'm going to blast it. T- <laughs> okay, roll an attack. So, no, as in Uriel's arm is going to pop open and what? one of the modifications is going what? to come out. And Level three. Level three. I'm going to blast it. Like weapon off. With, so this is a ranged spell attack with a range of 30 feet. I'm proficient. Uh, it's radiant damage D4. We're going to be such a radiant damage party. Yeah. Uh, so roll to hit, is that right? Uh, add my dex modifier to its attack and damage rolls. So, uh, is it a, is it a spell attack? Yes, spell attack. Yeah, Range so. spell attack. Uh, so what what stat do I use? Uh, it should uh, say what? it'll either be it'll what, be your what? key, won't it? No, so no, no, be... it won't. It won't. It won't. Um, what's what? Um, what monk are you? Uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll this is the way of the. Oh, is it sun? Sun soul. Sun soul. Yeah. 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 One sec. Give me ten seconds. Sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. That's the one. 
crucial uh, piece of information I do not yeah, have. Uh, is it just? Is it just a? Yeah, you add your yeah you add your dex modifier and your proficiency. So, um, whatever your dex modifier is, plus two. Right. So I. We get have to a... be careful about what words we're saying about the thing, because will we get banned from Twitch? Yeah. Uh, someone has said in chat that we should not be saying. Should we be polite? P word apparently. <laughs> I have heard much I worse on Twitch. Disagree um, with it in principle. Fifteen that feels wrong. Uh, Uriel, uh, you working off instinct, seeing this uh, very strange and difficult-looking p-word coming towards you. You put out one fist <laughs> and and a blast of energy, and it's strange you feel like you have shot bang on target. It's right in front of you, it's huge. And yet somehow you seem to have missed it. Oh my God. They're still coming. Roll an another, oh roll an investigation check. End of frog. Boing, boing. <laughs> <sighs> Seven. Rubbit. You cannot explain it, but you know that this thing is it's happening to you, and this is... It's happening. This is real. It's happening. And we'll cut back to Tenebris. So, at that point, you do see... Oh! He's shooting at something. Yeah. But you can't see what it is. You don't see anything. Okay, wait. How how far did we say this river was in 20 metres. So, uh, 65 feet. 65 feet. But the boat's a bit closer. And the rope is attached to the boat. Oh, the the ropes attached to the little boat. No, no, it's the big boat. The big boat. 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 But it's also attached to the trees on the other side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. And I've tied it to a tree. Can I say I've tied it to a tree? I was tied to a tree. I did that. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I wasn't holding it. Um... God, we've got to get a backup belt. (laughs) I think we may lose the belt today. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it out there. This might be the end of belt. I mean, I We're going to go to dressing gown territory from here. Yeah. Into <laughs> things I can't see. I get to keep my new bag. Um, but I can't. I, I can't is. see what he's blasting. He's just blasting imaginary things, right? You were the one who said you were blasting it. Right. Yes. There's nothing there. In retrospect. Yeah, but he still fired into there. the boat. He still fired into the boat. Because he was at the top of the stairs, right? So. He's fired looking like it's going inside. Somewhere. I'm not, I'm not, I, yeah, no. Uriel! The angle of the of the shot was yeah. up because at this oh, okay. point, the, the this thing, oh, Uriel, is really big now. It's like, a, it's a large creature oh. if you want to use those terms. So um, it's fired up into the sky, basically. Uriel, get in the little boat! Uriel! I, I, I didn't do anything. I, I, I thought this thing was ready. Oh no, his new toy. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, I'm a frog and something's just exploded, so I'm gonna go hide. Aww. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Uriel's also gonna has a pretty similar instinct at this point, just like back away into like the you know, butting up uh, against the railing. Roll a stealth check, uh Infinity. I have just looked at the frogs. Do I use their stats or my stats? You use their stats. Because they get plus three to stealth. Oh, little froggies. Little froggies. That's a 22. <laughs> Probably not the time to roll well, to be honest. I'd rather Uriel found me, but say Levy. <laughs> you find a little tiny yes. moist nook uh, underneath uh, one of the bollards, the, the cleats that's in the, 
and the ship and you just look out and you watch this happen. It's boom, boom, boom. This Don't happens. worry. In one hour, I won't be a frog anymore. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Uriel, this is still happening. This this figure is sort of coming towards you. Almost like now it's sort of taken on the proportions of one of those uh, like car showroom sort of inflatable arm. Lucky waving like, inflatable no. arm man. Exactly. <laughs> Uriel, me boy. Uriel. Won't you take a cup of tea with me? Just, just this enormous schlong flopping. Exactly. <laughs> I like and it's coming closer and closer. <laughs> um, I mean, I, f- I feel like Uriel's backing away. He's fired. Nothing's happened. He's gonna like his ass is gonna butt up against the railing and just like fall, like kind of half <laughs> fall, half flip. tumble over the back of it. Into the water or off the. Yeah. What's landscape? the alternative? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> run away. No, run away. It's it's, it's coming for you. <laughs> You fall backwards, splat Angel into the mud, and lift yourself out. Now you are uh, sat up in the mud, uh, and the mud's coming up to about your sort of kidney level. Um, just looking up, and you can see this, whoa, you're just sort of standing on the boat, just waving its arms at you. Tenebris, can your friends do anything about this? Can I see anything on the, on the deck of this boat? No, you see nothing. What? You're not saying it's enormous. I'm gonna. Okay. Um. Is is any of it? Well, what, what? I'm gonna. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna try and cast fairy fire. It's only got a sixty foot range, and this boat is like sixty five foot away. It's like a little twenty foot cube, and if there was anything invisible there, I'm like maybe there's something invisible. It will outline it. It would outline me. In light. Oh, it would. Yeah, it would outline every every object as well. So you're oh, a frog. Right. Everything, you're just a frog. Yeah. yeah. Just a frog, yeah. Um, so um, I am going to do something, and m- me and my friends are, like, trying to reach out desperately, and, like, they're, 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 they're there, and they're, like, glowing and doing their thing. You can definitely reach uh, the stern of this boat from where you are. If the... The river itself is 20 meters wide. This boat's a little bit further out into the channel. Yeah. So, like a little firework display. And uh, you see Uriel uh, outlined. You see... Uh... Actually, the, the, if that if there's a, a figure who I can't see, but they happen to be within the 20 foot, even if I can't see them, they can make a deck save to uh, try and avoid being outlined. Uh, let me just... Oh, okay, yeah, I'll trust you on that. So All right, great. Again. Um, what's your DC? Um, 14. Right. Um, yeah, if, it's, if they're within the 20-foot cube, even if I can't see them. You see a little tiny mote of light hovering over the deck. Oh, no. That's not good. Really and it's where it is is it's just at the 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 uh at the back at the at the stern uh just on the edge with a clear eye line towards uriel well i've i've got more that i want to do but so at this okay right now now i've got i see a moat does everyone see a moat it's, it's it's is it like something i might want to eat <laughs> with my tongue 
let's. Uh, yeah, okay. This is a thing now. Wow. It's, 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 it's a glow it's there to give you advantage on attack, right? It gives you advantage on attack rolls. Oh, that, that's correct? Verifier does, yes. Yeah. Um, if, if it's outlined, yeah. Yeah. So let's say that makes sense that for the frog, what you're getting is the idea that this is a thing which should be attacked. So it must be something to eat. So I should yeah. probably try and eat it. Sure. I don't have an attack as a frog, but um, I would like to try and... Uh, the frog's going to eat... This is the part I ever think is about. This is perfect. <laughs> You have no effective attack no. against anything normal sized. It's but this is under tiny. Actions, there is nothing there. <laughs> mm, but this is tiny. <laughs> this is tiny. So what we'll okay. say for this is that you can have a simple, like, we'll, we'll call it a bite attack that does 1d2. Tongue versus, attack. Uh, sure. Sticky yes. tongue. Sticky tongue. Yep, 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 yep. That makes sense. All right. Um, roll just, an just attack. A d, just a d20. Use, no, use your dex modifier. Oh, that's a plus one. Ooh. That's a that's a whole any proficiency for the frog? I assume not. Ten. Uh you're aiming at this. Oh, you get advantage. Oh I do, I do, I do. Oh yeah. Do. Oh no, that's blessed. Ten. <laughs> uh, you're aiming your tongue at this thing, uh this little mote of like dancing light, but you not getting anywhere. You're not. Yeah. Not getting it. Um, how long does Fairy Fire last? Um, oh, such questions. Um, it's a concentration spell up to a minute. Um, and what, now that I've seen that there's something there, I am going to assume that that's what uh, um, is freaking out Uriel, and try and and try and get my powers to do something about it. Yeah. Okay. At, at this point, we'll say that. I want this to keep is... playing. Well, <laughs> we've got a little bit more time. I've been um, doing this. <laughs> but just to give you an idea, about almost a minute has passed, Uriel, since you first saw this uh, strange creature. Um, and let's just say you've got one more round essentially of actions before a minute is over I've only just can't like from from i'm fine if you want to rule it that way but from my point of view i've done one thing which is cast fairy no, no, fire no, no, no uriel is, not, not you can't uriel. see not not you uriel, oh, okay after yeah, he first uriel. saw it because we chatted well i talked to it very briefly and then it oh a... can you not see the moat though you can see the moat uriel but i think well it would be visible but i feel like uriel's attention is but very much still this say, huge, huge it, thing. Is it as, as well as? So let's go back to you one more time, Uriel. You can still see this creature. Uriel, my boy, will you not? Please, just for the laugh, for the crack. Uh, and what are you going to do? I mean, I feel like it's going to be desperately looking over at, at Tenebris, trying to kind of paddle backwards into In the, the channel, trying to get away. Um, you push yourself backwards paddling through the thing you see this creature seems to be inflating almost it's becoming bigger and bigger now it's huge it's towering over the trees waving its arms it's purple like it's inflating as though its features are and then it and it disappears in a cloud of butterflies and it's gone what what the Trevor, did you see that yes it's there look 
no. Is that it? What, you mean a cloud of butterflies? Yeah. No. <laughs> Infinity, you're still a frog. Yeah. And you're still trying to eat this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll have another okay. go. One more try. As this is going on, yeah, have another go. It's still minute. advantage. Yep. Yeah. 20, non-natural. Little oh. froggy. Uh, you... And you feel your tongue boop, hit something. Yes. Ooh. Solid. Ooh. You boop, back into your mouth. Roll damage. So that's uh, one d two. So one d two. So one one d four. Oh, roll a d four. Yeah, okay. That's a whole one. Flip a coin. And you feel tiny little bits of what you don't know what this stuff is it feels like very 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 hard wood um and it's not very tasty at all and it's crunching up and crunching up and then it doesn't it's not tasty in any way and you uh, bleh, 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 uh, and you spit it out and on the floor you see in front of you what for everybody else would be a little pile of metal a little pile of uh uh, of little electronics, a little teeny pile of um, some sort of metal casing, but uh, you as a frog, oh. infinity. Ugh. Yeah, uh, you you don't know what that is. Oh, and at that point, everybody needs to roll initiative. <laughs> and we will leave it there for tonight. Oh my god! I, no, I want to play! I haven't even finished <laughs> writing the notes! There's so much has <laughs> happened! Are we rolling initiative before we go? Yeah, may as well. Uh, yeah, 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 let's just do it. Okay, this dice has been good. Why? Why? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do just a different one. I'm gonna use a different one. Um, nineteen for your real. Fifteen. Oh wait, am I using Ooh. frog stats? Oh, it's the same. <laughs> frog has the same initiative. Hang on, as... hang on, hang on, hang on, everyone. Uh, okay, doke. Um, who has twenty and above? Synthetic twenty for the very, Ooh. very far away to Nebris. Safe mm. across the other side of the river. With my 68-foot spell ranges. Brave, brave Sir Robin. quite good. Yeah, I, quite, yeah, I think I like this. This is literally perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay out the way. I think this is yeah. working well. 15 to 20. Uh, that would be me. 19 for Uriel. Uh, 15 for Infinity. Frogfinity. Infinifrog. This week... Um, I, it's my the, the the noble responsibility of helming the D and debrief has fallen to me um, to talk about some of the science that we've run into. Before I get into my topic, what were some of the things today that other people would like to maybe talk about in in the future? <clears throat> Clear throat, polymorph, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah. shrink sneeze, Ali, <laughs> that one, please, and uh, hallucinations. I guess would be the so other just to obvious be one. Clear, right? Like. The next one would be, isn't that you, Bates? Aren't you? No, like... I think it's you. Isn't no, it? it's it's you, Bates. No, so you. Oh, is this it me? is a Quality? real hospital pass. You're giving yourself for the final yeah. but you haven't. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no I'm not doing something that you've got an idea for. Um... <laughs> what if I have no idea? You're totally able that's, to. That's like, not my... I really thought it was Ali. Why did no. I? It's on the schedule. Ali, when it's did you the do the last one? I did it last time. Uh, it's something that specifically wasn't Polymorph. Yeah, it was. It was... No, was it? Charmley did Don't Look Up last week. No, after that, I did... Good... I... 
I, I, I did watched the tooth it fairy. today. The tooth. I did the the tooth. tooth. Oh, you did the teeth. Of course you did. Okay, it is me. It earlier, okay, it is me. I, I, I accept. But do I'm not doing polymorph. polymorph. Give it a I'm shot. Not doing, I'm not doing it. polymorph. I literally don't know how to do it, so I'm not doing it. Um, I mean, have, yeah, it's hard, right? I'm not. No, no, you have to do that one. I'm not, because I'm going to have so many horrible spells that I'm going to have to do at some point. And I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 no. I can do guidance. I'll just wait till you do polymorph and then. I'm never taking it. <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can land polymorph. I am picking spells that I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm not picking that one because I have not got a clue. <laughs> um, I will, I'll find it. I'll, okay. Um, and I could do hallucinations. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, I was going to say, be good. from a more, like, kind of ground, the harder sci-fi aspect of it, I think the whole nature of, like, shifting landscapes and the mangrove maps and stuff like that. We don't actually... know if they're really shifting, though. It just said shifting mangroves. True, but if there's, de you know, that is a thing, like, the, the uh, morphography or whatever the, the correct word is of, like, fluvial deltas changes so much and, like, kind of fluvial stuff like that is really interesting. James Argonian chat is a caterpillar not polymorphic. That's so bang on. Like that's totally I did a whole it's not one shot about smaller, that. Though, is it? Where's the mask on? No. Actually, it you're right. Oh, it does get smaller. It gets quite I did a lot smaller actually for like caterpillars are like fat. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But yeah, but infinity isn't lose I assume, well, we don't know if, it might not be polymorph. How heavy know. is the frog? <laughs> That's the thing. That's why I said if she fl flings herself in the river, yeah. she just sinks. I've been jumping up and down quite happily. We're jumping. We're I've got a specific five. suggestion of just like frogs' tongues that I would like to know all about how frogs' tongues work. Oh, I'll do frogs. I'll do frogs. I'm going to do frogs. I'm doing frogs. There was, yeah. It's been a very frog heavy session. I feel like you could just do frog, yeah. frog, 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 Okay, well, that, that's all for the future. Bad. Apparently, um, caterpillars don't turn straight into liquids. They leave little tiny discs. I can't remember what they're called now, but they do Ooh. have little tiny discs that remain solid throughout that like liquid. But they're mostly liquid. Yeah. It's an interesting. Oh, right. Wow. So it's like kind of Ooh. reference points that everything else kind of attaches to, I guess. Yeah. We're going to have to find an yeah. excuse in game to have some more metamorphosis so that we have an excuse to have a D&D &D brief about the metamorphosis. Ah, excellent. AC6 mm. uh, Krull, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, in Twitch chat has said, Druid can't learn true polymorph as it's specific to Bard, Warlock, Wizard. Haha. <laughs> so, haha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. so, okay. so, right. okay. Yes, imaginal discs. Wild shape is obviously a thing, but shh. <laughs> but if people are listening to this on the podcast or watching it on YouTube, we should point out that if you can make the live streams, it is really fun. Into, you know, uh, seeing the Twitch chat in real time and having chats like this. So Twitch yeah. chat got game. <laughs> they do. They do. So they love hallucinations. The <laughs> um, right. So this week, however, um, I want to talk about something that um, has well, we, we had a direct experience with two sessions ago, which is um, spacecraft, or also aircraft, or aircraft that were also ah, yeah. spacecraft, um, because we were on a shuttle that. Um, we were led to believe could uh, operate in atmosphere, but also in, in void. The Tooth Fairy was specifically something that left void and entered the atmosphere and could do yeah. both. Um, and basically kind of what where we are at the moment, how we could do it and why it may be a terrible idea. Um, Question number right, one. Brilliant. Go on. Was the space shuttle not a thing that could fly and also go into the atmosphere? Right, no. so the space shuttle was kind of the oh. opposite because, like, oh. the, the technical term for this kind of thing is an SSTO or a single stage two orbit craft. Okay. So it's something that you take that takes off and reaches space without jettisoning anything. 
Um, so the space shuttle did the opposite. It went from space to atmosphere without chance. Right, because they had the rocket to take off. And then the, the SRBs, you, the solid rocket boosters. Yes. Um, and um, the other thing about the space shuttle is that when it was going through the atmosphere at the end of a flight, it was a glider. It didn't actually have powered propulsion. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that because its wings were too small to actually give it the required amount of lift? and land it without going at like silly I'm miles an hour. I'm actually not sure. Well, because it does have it did have engines. The 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 um the space shuttle engines fire during the launch and if I remember rightly all of the space shuttle's engines put together were still less powerful than one of the Saturn V rockets like oh, boosters. Okay. Like so they weren't very powerful. They were just there I think to add that bit of extra. I assume there's also a safety aspect to it. You yeah. don't want to go back through the atmosphere with a bunch of fuel probably. Is probably a motivating like factor. A good of it. Idea. Oh yeah, that does sound clever. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, the space shuttle is. These kind... scientists are quite smart sometimes. <laughs> Tell you what, I've been doing some research today for a video that's going to come out next week, and reading through some NASA reports, I'm just, it, it, and I'm somebody who does has quite done quite a bit of fluid mechanics, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh gosh, this is. Oh dear lord, You're brainy. this is dry. Um, but, but, um, but um, yes, anyway, so so yeah, Space Shuttle kind of. Um, so basically, if you're trying to design something that can fly, and by that I mean powered flight in space, then atmosphere or atmosphere, then space, you're basically dealing with the fact that you've got two sort of sets of problems you're trying to solve. If you're flying in the atmosphere, you've got to have enough velocity going forwards. You've also got to generate lift and you've got to worry about aerodynamics. So, you know, you have to have a shape that is conducive to, but it can't just be like a Borg cube. It has to be, you know, it has to have Unless wings. Unless you've to got enough lift. power. Oh, yeah. If you just want to like brute force your way through the atmosphere, just like, chance, like, here I go. <laughs> Which dice would be the best spaceship? Probably a D8, right? Oh, no, there's Four? a YouTube video. You can't have it. <laughs> well, I mean, it we can be... have it. <laughs> One that's closest to a circle. Spaceship, it would depend really? on what the what? purpose no, of the spaceship be... was and where you wanted to put the engines in terms of stability. Because the benefit of something like a D6 is that you'd be able to put all the engines on, say, one side, and so it would be very stable. Whereas something like a D4, uh, no, D4, anything that has a large flat surface, I guess, you could probably get away with in terms of like maximizing where you put the engines. Before, um, you could have all the engines down the back and get yeah. through the atmosphere with your pointy bit. Your point. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the best candidate, to be fair. Yeah, but then you it. don't. But then it's a question of generating lift, and that's that's probably the kind of the key difference. Is that if I imagine so... a D10 like rotating as it flies. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, cool. that kind of works. Wait, so what do you wait? What are you going to do with your lift? You can't oh, just blast rockets. This is about lift that you're getting from wings rather than lift from you just. You mean like yeah, long, because whilst you right? could just use a rocket through the atmosphere, it's just incredibly mm. inefficient to do so because right. you can prevent yourself from needing to expend the energy by just stop effectively stopping yourself from falling in the first place. Mm. Um, so you know you've got you've got that as your set of issues in atmosphere versus spacecraft. It's all about your velocity, but you've also got to worry about being pressurized, whereas you know, if you're in higher atmosphere, you do have to worry about that. But lower down, you know, lo light aircraft don't have to worry about being pressurized, for example. Um, and crucially, if you're trying to transition from space to atmosphere, you need to worry about thermal management. So you need to be able to take certain parts of the spacecraft are going to get very hot and you are you have to have some kind of tolerance for that and not let that temperature affect the inside of the spaceship or the structural integrity. So, But presumably that's only if you're coming down incredibly quickly, right? Like falling. Whereas if you were floating down, thermal, it wouldn't be an issue. Well, yeah. If you were to just fall through the atmosphere from a totally static, you know, relative to the atmosphere 
starting point, you would still get. I mean, the terminal, the velocity you would reach would be at the order of probably a few hundreds of meters per second. And at that speed, you're still going to get a shockwave that you're generating through the atmosphere. So you'd still heat up and ablate parts of like the front part of your craft. But you know, the the, the big difference is that normally, of course, you're not standing starting from a, sta a starting. Hang on, what's it? Stationary start. Um, you know, you're falling at kilometers per second, effectively. Orbital speeds are in incredible. Um, so, like, those are kind of like the the big challenges. Um, and there have been a couple of ways that people have tried to do this. One that I've never heard of before, and it's bonkers, is what's called the rotary rocket, oh. which was an attempt to make a helicopter spaceship hybrid. Yes. Not um, like little ingenu ingenuity on Mars. Uh, well, ingenuity was designed to just purely be with an atmosphere. To be fair. Oh, um, true. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, what um, happens when you get when you run out of atmosphere for the rotors to work? So, I believe that basically the rotor tips have like rocket engines on, and then they are what? useful to you up until you get out of atmosphere, and then when you're landing again, they act to break you. Like, oh, that they, makes sense. They, they slow you down by kind of. Or doing the opposite. And when you're out of the work. atmosphere, what's what's lifting you then? Then the, the, you have that combined with the rocket stuff. So that's why it's the hybrid compared. To, it's it's helicopter and rocket. Um, but apparently it was terrible, and they <laughs> built a prototype, and the the <laughs> pilots nicknamed the cockpit the Bat Cave because you could see very very little <laughs> out oh. of the cockpit. Um, Scary. Which, Wait, so they got so to the people point where they had pilots in it. in it, yeah. Yeah, they did a test. This was one of these things that had um, a huge amount of money thrown at it. Um, in and, and who was it? There was a particular investor that was quite surprising. It was um, Tom Clancy, the author. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Um, yeah, basically, it, it's one of these sort of um, concepts that generates loads of venture capital and then they they build facilities and they they do a test and then they realize it's kind of a, an awful idea um because somebody did this analysis where it's basically like it kind of makes sense if you're like landing with these the helicopter aspect of it because it sort of reduces the amount of fuel you have to carry and it makes it easier but it like confers no advantage at all when you're actually launching so it just from the get-go was just quite a flawed idea um Hey. Whereas the kind of the two approaches that I find like really interesting. Um, oh, <laughs> before I talk about them, there's a quote here from Elon Musk. Oh God, I knew his name was oh, going to come good. up because oh, go on then. <laughs> I love this. He's, so Musk pointed out that that um, Starship is, which is their big kind of ship they're building I, at the moment. I didn't want to bring it up, but I was going to ask because obviously that's planning to go through space and then land on Mars, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, has the capability to reach orbit as a single stage to orbit, so not using boosters and things that fall back to Earth. However, quote, he concedes that if this was done, there would be no appreciable mass left for a heat shield, landing legs, or fuel, much less any usable <laughs> payload. This is the same man who said he wants to die on Mars, but not on entry, right? So, um, you know. Uh... I love that. It's like, well, technically we could do it. Yeah, you might die on impact. Um, but... not, the en not the initial entry. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that, that Starship is, it could be an S SST, but I think that they're basically planning on having bits of it that return yeah. to Earth rather than, you know, the whole thing leaving. Um, so they're kind of like 
two other kind of big categories that, that ideas seem to fall into. Because a lot of people have tried to do this, and there have been prototypes that have been made. NASA's done quite a few, like experimental craft. Um, and there are a couple of things that are in active development, which is... It, it's oh, wait. So I'm just... Uh, so this whole thing, right? There's no way you can fly your way with wings out of the atmosphere because you run out of atmosphere and then you just fall back down to where the atmosphere is again and then you sort of you end up doing that. So at some stage you have to have rockets to push you the final way on your yeah. bottom bit, right? Or can yeah. you have them at your sort of back and just be like, I blast myself at an angle out of the atmosphere? Yeah, so there are other things that are technically single stage to orbit. Um, so things like... Um... Oh, gosh, what's the name of the bloody technology? I'm just thinking, like, you know, so you know how B-52s used to refuel midair? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it's awesome. It. Yeah, because they... <laughs> so the B-52 used to carry the the bombs, the, yeah, the hydrogen bombs around Russia, right? And then, but they had to be in the air all the time outside the edge of Russia and never leave just in case uh... they were called upon to drop the bombs. So they developed a refueling line where basically they'd just get a, another larger, a larger plane with loads of fuel in it, right? And they just put a line between the two planes midair. It's incredible. Wow, still they just do that for, for fighter jets. Like, really? I saw a story today where they some some unidentified craft was approaching Scotland, so they sent a bunch of fighter jet fighter jets and I'm pretty sure some kind of like refueling thing. Which is awesome. It's bad for the environment though, isn't it? To keep oh, yeah. in the air the whole It's amazing the ingenuity <laughs> that humans will go to to kill each other. Like, yeah. If you could inspiring. refuel midair, then could you not have a, a craft which could take off out of the atmosphere like a plane so you just give it enough fuel to blast its way out and then when it came back it would sort of dip back in glide a bit get refueled while it was still in the air and then be able oh. to sort of go in and out like that That's yeah cool. i mean so you, you can have craft that are a refuel you know like maybe get up into an orbit and then you refuel them and go on like that is definitely an approach i'll come back to that idea but they're not just... in orbit like they're in the they're flying in the atmosphere when they get refueled um so the benefit you be of able that to is... control the glide enough when you get in yeah but well, i'm just to... thinking because the amount of fuel that you would actually need if you're like at the highest level of flight possible is much much less than if you're blasting off from ground level right so you would just you just give them a quick squirt which would lift them up into space a then... water gun of fuel like there you go <laughs> and then when they drop back down they've got a little bit of glide time where you can get to them and then refuel them so that they so, can just so, do it but, again but what's the purpose of going up into... i don't i can't understand why you come... just to answer this question i don't know what is the purpose of going up into space <laughs> yeah why do you need something to do this that's the question why is it, is it so you can go to another planet with an atmosphere is it so you can go through space to another planet and then land yeah. okay that... so like I, I was kind of going to save this for the end but like i think this is actually a really <laughs> good question to ask because like but basically why should, you have to, <laughs> why should you bother to do this when yeah. a multi-stage rocket will always have a better payload to weight ratio yeah. than yeah. an ssto so like the whole reason that we're doing this seems to be kind of simplicity in the sense of you take off from one planet you can land on another job's done which there is a, an, an element to it but the tolerances that you have to have because you're basically designing two craft really you're designing a craft for an atmosphere and a craft for in space and on the same frame the like the tolerances and and the amount of leeway you have is so reduced by doing that and making something that's generalist that it's less reliable um so you know there is the argument about reusability which cass has just put in chat um but 
you know, something like, for example, Starship has one component that leaves the planet, goes, and then comes back, but then it's still assisted by a second stage. Mm, right. Um, but so, only at the beginning, right? Yeah. So, like, in in terms of in in, t- in terms of actually getting something that will fly with some assistance up to space, but it's still going to be the same craft that leaves Earth and then comes back. Like, there isn't really a reason to but, do the whole thing all in one go. Well, isn't won't Starship have to refuel in at Mars? Isn't I that think, the, pl- the plan? They the have plan, to send yeah. another rocket with the stuff for it to then take off again. But isn't, is isn't, this, wait, I, is this a really silly question? But how did they get back from the moon? Well, that, that's There's actually another really interesting point, which is that the Earth is uniquely which... bad at trying to make something oh. for SSTO because we've got such high gravity compared to a lot of other atmospheres. So yeah, you can just atmosphere. jump off the moon and fall back to Earth if you push off enough. Yeah, right? anybody who's so played the like... space program will, will attest to this, that you just don't need much delta V to leave the moon and then change your orbit so that you return back to Earth. Great, because I don't have that much Delta V, so that's a relief. <laughs> I, I, I barely keep any Delta V on me. At, like When I go out, I only have like a little bit in my pocket. How is this a meme panic again? Buying it. <laughs> you just I... said Delta V so casually. You did. You really? We were all like, oh yes, it is. It's cool. Delta V. <laughs> Anybody that plays Kerbal Space Pro- Program will know what I mean. <laughs> that oh, in itself could be so. a meme. Um, when you... <clears throat> um, can you even fly planes the built the same way that planes that fly on earth can you fly those in the martian atmosphere uh yeah you could i mean also ingenuity is basically like a drone yeah similar to that you, you fly on earth it's just that you're obviously dealing with so the fact that it's a tenth it's a of the atmosphere something like that okay. less than a tenth, a tenth I think it's like an 80th on mars. or 100th no no it's not. No, you're being exaggerating oh, no. it's really it's really i'm sure tenuous. it's a tenth i'm sure it's a tenth well <laughs> i know I'm sure we had this it's tenuous enough that the one of the limiting factors on how much lift they could get out of ingenuity was the blades would rotate up until the point where their tips were almost breaking the speed of sound on Mars. Less than one percent of the atmosphere of Earth. I was going to say, I was, I was way less dense. Wait, I'm brown. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. I think wait, I'm talking. About, I was talking about gravity. I, think I was going to say you said gravity. Uh, you didn't say. Oh, did I? Someone said gravity. Someone no, said I think I was talking about gra- atmosphere. I, so I maybe confused. I used the gravity number. Anyway, it, the atmosphere is one percent of the atmosphere on Earth. And that's oh, why okay, okay, okay. spins yeah. so quick. So, right. so you know, the, the same principles apply. It's just aero, it's it's aeronautics. It just happens to be Martian aeronautics. Um, if you were to do something on Titan that has a really quite a dense atmosphere, Soupy. then it's it's much easier. Mm. And I think it's the Dragonfly mission that they're proposing. It is. Um, that's such a nice name. Is it going to look like a dragonfly? It's like a little helicopter. Ah! Yeah, but it's designed to go over like really long distances, and we could just map another planet using That's a UAV. Cool. Basically, That's amazing. Where does it get its energy? I think it's solar. Uh, uh, is it or is it nuclear? I can't remember. I'll have a look. Yes, please. Send I know a someone working on to... that mission. Hey, so, hello. Yes. Hey, if we were getting what? guests, I reckon I could probably talk to her about that's she's really cool. I won't say any more in case, like you know, it doesn't happen. But she's very cool. I'll but tell anyway, you guys by like, so so yeah, you can design a craft that will fly just on Mars using the same principles as just on Earth. The point that I wanted to make was that trying to do be the jack of all trades means you're the master of none in a way that's like less reliable. And so it's kind of an example of us trying to live up to science if fiction. I... Just mm, because yeah, we trying to recreate to. what we've imagined, yeah. which is which is translation of our earth vehicles into space we've imagined it and therefore we want to stick with it 
Yeah. It's because George I... Lucas wanted to make World War II in space with dogfights. And so we cool. want to make the craft like in Star Wars. I mean, um, I just wanna... wondering about Dragonfly, it's a lithium ion battery. Oh, oh it doesn't recharge. How does it? Oh, wait, it does say be recharged. One second. Presumably. I didn't get to that. But... So what, just, I just want to throw the word anti-grav in there that you, Simon, like, is that a thing? And could it ever be a thing? Help a DM out here. So radioisotope power source. Oh, so right. It's an MMR. Oh, yeah. what's the um, lithium-ion battery there for then? No, it's reach, that's what reach, it recharges the battery um, with the power. Because it will be, it will have to be really power intensive when it's flying, and then it has to like rest for a bit, and then it will. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it says recharge so during the eight Earth day Titan night. So one night on Titan is eight days. But also, Long, but, yeah. but also, like, do you define the night as when it goes into the shadow of Saturn? Do you have days that are also completely dark? I don't know. Sorry. Anyway, could be. So, so apparently, apparently, when I was little, there was a conversation between myself and my mum when I was going to bed um, about where she was, where I was trying to tell her that anti gravity fields that make them like walk on the ground in sci-fi shows weren't real and she's like i think it is real they can do that right and i was like i think it is real we had to go get my dad to like arbitrate the reality of the anti-gravity <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> i think can, can we make can we make spaceships with anti-gravity plating and yeah, walk around Simon, on them come on with the current state of physics knowledge i believe the answer is no it may well be that in the future, yeah. we, especially if there are like, um, if if something relatively esoteric like string theory might just cough up a result where you go, holy shit, if you put together this bunch of stuff in this particular configuration, then you actually generate an anti-graviton or something. So isn't the point some, that you know, there is something like they, that? Aren't they look, isn't a graviton a, a hypothesized particle that has never been found uh, and there's been never been any evidence that it exists? Didn't they right? find evidence for it recently? Did they? I, feel I don't like know. Uh, it might be something else. Thing. It's one. There was one particle they found it's, evidence for. It's always like a sort of. It's the messenger particle for gravity, basically, in the same way that the photon is the messenger particle for the electromagnetic force. The difference being that I don't think, as of yet, we have a um, a unified theory that ties the force of gravity in in the same way that we have the force of electromagnetism. Like it's the outlier of weak, strong, and electromagnetism. Um, so it, it's one of these things that we would require a new theory for that possibility to pop out. So it's not imp it's not impossible. It is impossible according to modern physics. Let's put it like that. But what you'd practically do is something that I think the Expanse does is have things like magnetic boots on mm. um, you know metal floors, or you have Velcro socks like in two thousand and one, or you, you use centrifugal. I mean, I had Velcro the... shoes when I was like five, so you know. No. But none of that's going to help you lift out of the atmosphere Aww. without... <laughs> Big Spinny is my favourite method of sci-fi ship. Uh, big Spinny. Yeah. Gravities. For sure. Big Spinny. Be be time is the big it's spinny. very popular at the moment. If it's yeah. about a 10 metre radius, which is roughly, I think, the size of the ship in 2001, then it needs to rotate like once a second, I think. Oh, that's fast. That's oh, fast. Yeah. Don't, don't touch it. Don't touch, what do we mean don't touch don't it? Don't touch well, it'll or be, be bad. on it. It would be like, whoop. Or is it right. Right. I can't remember the formula. No spacewalks. It's um, <laughs> yeah. omega squared r. So if you want that to be, it's a bit, be that to be ten. Then you want on yeah. So that'd be one per second. Yeah, He's one per second. <laughs> what? How was it? Ten meters? Was it radius or diameter? What? It doesn't matter. Like radius. spinning that fast. That's you can't in a in a circular. That's going to fuck with your, so, your so, ear. So, yeah, yeah. 
receptors. But, and also, the closer you got that... to the, the spoke of rotation, yeah. the gravity would be but, decreased. Yeah, it would be decreased. With, but, cool. but you would, if you're you'd... inside an anti-gravity, if you're floating, would, would the ship just be spinning around spinning you and you'd be still? Yeah. So there's a yeah. there's a novel by Arthur C. Clarke called Rendezvous at Rama, where they basically have a huge alien ship that's like maybe like two kilometers across that's rotating slowly, and on the surface of this cylinder on the inside, that's um, but I know, think that's, so, that's, where, that's Earth gravity. But then ears. if you get close to the axis, they cool. want to get they want to get from one end of the cylinder to the other quickly, so they basically have Try and cut a, across. Oh, yeah, they no. kind of cut across through the steep axis. Shortcut. But it's an unstable equilibrium because as soon as you deviate from the very center of that cylinder, then you'll fall in whatever direction you've deviated yeah. towards. Faster and faster yeah. and faster. Oh, wow. But anyway, <laughs> we, let me talk about SSTO. We right, got right, sidetracked. Yeah. So can SSTO I just again? talk about ears for a second? Yeah, let's talk about ears. Go on. Ears would be fine. Ears would be like, I've experienced no, it before. So, so you, have, you have these little like globules of gel in your ears called, I don't know what the gel is called. But Brilliant. in... <laughs> <laughs> the ones nice. on the hair, right? I'm done. Yeah, exactly. And in those little, in those globules, you have little bits of mineral called otoliths. Anyway, the gel sort of falls in the direction of gravity or whatever force is being put on you in terms of movement. So the movement of that pushes against the hairs in your ears, which sends signals to your brain telling you if you're moving or not, right? So if you were spinning in a, yeah, a, like one rotation a second in something like that, Presumably, that would still be that would be a force that you, those otoliths would feel, and it would make you feel no, incredibly sick. Surely, the force would be only in only in one direction, which is outwards, right? The, the, all the force uh, is is you're experiencing outwards. You don't feel side to side motion; no. it's just outwards. So, as long as that force yeah. is exactly yes. ten meters per second squared, you are feeling a single force in a single direction of the exact same amount of gravity. The experience would not you would not experience motion, right? Yeah, and I think the the, the yes. key thing is that as the radius tended to infinity, it's like hey. being on a flat plane. You know, like the the smaller the radius is, the more it's going to fuck with you. Oh, because it, because oh, it's okay. it's like your move your mo your your head is moving relative to a curved surface, but the force is radial from that surface. Oh, so if you're on a large rotating object, you probably that. wouldn't notice it. But if you're on a small, yeah, one, like us, you'd be like Ugh! your head because of your height, your head would be at a completely different. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Um, oh dear! Right. So, what I wanted anyway. to say, there's, there's sort of, there's kind of, I said there are two approaches, and there's kind of actually three, um, which I'll rattle through very quickly. Um, so, if you want to try and get from surface to space with one go, you can try and do that with one rocket engine that you use at all altitudes, which is like the simple solution. You just use one engine, but that's a big problem when you basically the shape of a rocket nozzle is specific to a pressure. So the shape of a rocket that's used at sea level is slightly different to the shape of a rocket nozzle that's used in vacuum, because you want the, ex the gases that you're exhausting to basically get to the pressure of the surroundings. So you want the gas to expand to one atmosphere at the surface and to basically vacuum in, in orbit. Um, and if you try to use a um, vacuum bell in, sorry, meaning the shape of the nozzle from vacuum in the atmosphere, you can basically have this disastrous effect where you you start, oh, there's no way this doesn't just sound bad. You start shedding vortices, um, which is basically where you get these alternating pressures of high and, you know, alternating areas awesome. of high and low pressure in the wake of your craft. And if that happens at a certain frequency, it can shake the rocket apart. 
Um, ah. So it's... wait, so but not even if they're behind you. So you're like, oh, I'm shedding these off. They're sort of they're not they're not in front of me. I don't have to bam my way. Yeah, through but, the, but because of the nature of the flow, it's <clears> it's it's a complicated fluid dynamics thing basically. So because of how the flow is interacting with the bell and it's that gradient of the pressure, it's why you do this so that you have the exhaust gases being basically the same pressure as your surroundings, so that there isn't that sharp gradient right at the edge of your rocket bell. Right, which would like. Okay. Um, so basically, if you wanted to try and use the same engine the whole way around, it's very difficult. You could do it if you actually had um, a, a rocket engine bell that varied its shape depending on the altitude, <gasps> which, cool. which is something that you could do. Like, you know, it's, it's difficult, but you could do it. Or you could just have multiple engines with different bells for different heights or whatever. The what other if, way of if, doing it... What if your shape was influenced by flesh that could change its shape like some sort of a Fleshy bell. Ship. Then there you go. Yeah. That'd be that would be if anything easier, I think. Like you, you could evolve <laughs> something to specifically do this. Um, or the alternative is to use an engine that transitions how it behaves based on whether it's in atmosphere or in orbit. So you can have an engine that um, basically is like a jet engine in atmosphere, and then when you reach a certain altitude where there's not enough oxygen around, you switch to being a rocket engine, um, and then you use oxygen that's you've taken with you or which you could do is then you you load the spaceship with oxidizer and then you just turn the tap on when you get out of, the ap out of atmosphere or another option is you take in oxygen as you are passing through the atmosphere mm. and oh that's then cool you use that as an oxidizer in space oh. but you you're not to I, pressurize it enough to be like efficient right i think you'd basically go you'd have to go for probably quite a while through the atmosphere and, and like high high mac values just go like... round for a bit and then go <laughs> but i love this idea of we have to get to a planet that has oxygen to refuel our the oxidizer mm. like we have enough fuel but we just need oxidizer yeah. um which could be a really cool sort of plot point i guess that is cool i like that um, but yeah the other option is to take the oxygen with you and then you switch to a <laughs> rocket propulsion system which is there is a concept which i fucking adore called skylon um yes trying to do this for ages um and basically, this is a, it's a British company. It's a company called Reaction Engines. And I went to a talk that they gave in Oxford when I was an undergrad about this engine tech that they were working on. And Skylon's this sort of concept they've been trying to trying to use. The, the engines are called Sabre engines, and the Skylon is one example of how you use it. But basically, it's um, like a jet engine that can function up to, I think, Mach 5 or Mach 6. So really, really high speeds. Um, and then once it reaches that point, it cuts the jet part of it and it becomes a rocket engine um and the really cool thing about that is in order for the um jet to work at those speeds it has to cool the air that's coming in because it's being compressed into the engine so quickly that it heats up to something like a thousand degrees and it has to be cooled down by hundreds and hundreds of kelvin over the course of about two meters um, in order for it to function as an engine. And the way that they've worked out to do it is basically a nest, like a really complicated mesh of tiny tubes that carry liquid helium. Mm. So as <sighs> this, this air passes over it, it gets cooled incredibly quickly. Um, and, but it's still, and it's still and it's it's like a little honeycomb of helium. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's, it's nuts. Or like a spider's web where each, each spider thread is full of liquid helium. Oh. Um, and um, it's so they're still doing testing. They did something quite recently, actually. Um, and it's slowly but surely seemingly getting there. And it's had a lot of funding. And it's actually just quietly making progress in the background where it's not necessarily the case that Skylon, which is this space plane that would use two of them, and you could take off from a, an airport 
put something in orbit, like a satellite, and then loop back down and land and have a turnaround of like two days on the whole thing. Like that's one possibility. Or you could use it for like hypersonics passenger jets that take you from London to Sydney in like three hours. Um, like, oh, I, that would be very fast. I don't think I would enjoy that. Yeah, it would be a lot. <laughs> it would it would be a, a hell of an experience. Would you feel the the was it G forces? Like would you do yeah, a presumably. Presumably, mm. it'll be quite intense. G forces. That's <laughs> the max. Where everyone will just be dead. Pass out. Rifle. Like, and what is it? Is it something to do with the oxygen flow? Like, it stops oxygen. It's the flow but, to yeah, your the blood being oxygenated to your brain. Yeah, because it's just being pushed. But I think the maximum Ooh, that humans like have ever endured is like fourteen and survive. Like Ooh. for very brief moments. Like, or or I think uh, it was not for three hours on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to <laughs> Sydney. The Mercury light. program like had their astronauts train at like ten G for like relatively extended periods oh no it's like ugh, god um, but the final technique is sort of the kind of the least obvious but probably the best option which is you don't do it as a plane you do it as a space elevator yes because that's a single stage from the planet straight up into space and then you can link up with the your 2001-esque hotel spaceport and then you mm -hmm. leave on a specialized spacecraft is um, this like willy wonka's giant glass elevator except with more like cables and stuff the so vermicious canids is it full of vermicious canids i'd love it if they did actually make this as transparent as possible as a homage <laughs> to it but also just because <laughs> it would look dope as you're going through the atmosphere um but it's with basically yeah it's like a it's like you have a tether on some low latitude country and then you have a wire connecting that to the surface and you have some form of pod that then basically crawls up that cable and on the way up you actually have the benefit of centrifugal force obviously um that then takes you from the surface up to orbit with very little fuss seemingly it's mad and like the, the every time i think about it i'm just like oh no like i don't like going up like 10 floors if i can see out of an elevator imagine imagine going into the sky like but also it would take way. i think i seem to remember it would take the order of like two or three days to do in a sense like in a very energy efficient way oh really what oh. um so yeah like it's it's not necessarily like a one hour trip because it's because you have to get to i'm pretty sure you basically have to get your anchor at geostationary orbit so that's what thirty six thousand. Oh. kilometers or something like that i don't know but but also i suppose you could just put a station you know that that would be where your your equilibrium the stable point would be but you could also stop have like hotels like yeah hotels in the sky oh my god like if you oh, were to look see, forward several centuries you could see several of these things around low orbit sorry you know sorry around low latitudes and that's like you're jumping off point to the rest of the solar system Whoa. Like I mean, again, sort of reference 40k twice in one stream. It's something that Mars has in that setting. It has what's called the Ring of Iron, which is just a ring that goes all the way around the planet on the equatorial plane that acts as like that transit point from space going down to the surface. Awesome. But uh, yeah, sorry, that was me nerding out about single stage to orbit, an idea that we could do. And there's some very cool technology, but you're probably better off building specialized rockets slash aircraft. Nice. Thus Thank you Simon for has spoken, and, <laughs> and thus it shall be done. Policy shall be implemented based on these recommendations. We thank you, yeah, we're Simon. We're a policy Park. show, actually. I don't know if anyone. Um, this explains a lot about the UK government right now. <laughs> they just do whatever, whatever we advise. Yeah. Like, have you considered turning into a frog in this trying time? If you look at next prime minister's questions. Boris Johnson's got a notebook with a satire with a huge penis. <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, We have great. nothing to do with this government. The RP Geeks has no affiliation to the UK government. Just want to make that <laughs> despite, despite also having a huge knob in it, uh, we have nothing to do with Boris Johnson's hey. cabinet. Hey, political. Um, right, good. Um, in that case, I think I think we shall, <laughs> we shall wrap up before we get any any more non-distracted conversations happening. Um, thank you, everyone who has joined us in chat. You're uh, awesome. Thank you, everyone watching on YouTube or on podcasts. If you want to switch up the medium um, and consume RP Geeks show consume. in a different way, consume. Um, <laughs> links to all of these things are on our website rpgeeks.co.uk it will tell you all of the places you can find and consume us uh, and the show not us Just, yeah no consuming of the actual rp geeks Thank yeah you. um and please 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 follow us on socials and and say hi to us we're at rp geeks d and d on twitter tiktok instagram and long no, yeah. not knob, dong. Uh, I was trying to do D and D, and then I was going to say knob, and that's okay. Dong, knob, dong, knob, dong. It's happening. Dong, nuts, dong. What? D and D. Oh, oh right. Oh, dong, nuts, dong. Oh, yes, dong, nuts, dong. Oh, not clear. God. Sorry. No, obviously, that makes perfect sense. Can't believe we didn't get that. That's RP what geeks. D you were saying. That's dong, nuts, dong. Goodness <laughs> sakes. Um, come say hi. And, um, uh, you can also find us on uh, Simon's Discord server where there are a lot of memes and science questions. Um, yes. If you have any science questions, come to our Discord. Uh, and more on that soon. Uh, thanks very much for joining, everyone. See you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>